This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Thursday, September 30th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a Philadelphia council member is pushing to make outdoor dining on some streets and sidewalks permanent. Council member Alan Dom introduced the legislation during Thursday's city council meeting. The restaurants will have to be licensed every year, but the council member still thinks it's a great idea and it's attracting people from all over, he says. The councilman expects wide support from his council colleagues. Outdoor dining, long popular across Europe, has become a part of the center city landscape brought on by safety concerns about dining indoors during the pandemic. The restaurant owners that survived may huge investments to attract customers, some installing heating and cooling ventilation systems. I hope they keep it. I yeah. love it. I, I, I thought it was so nice, especially... You went it, to Rouge, right? It was, yeah, it was such a novelty sitting outside in the winter time and yeah. eating. It, it was, was nice. It was really cool. And, and it's one of these... Weird things that's going to come from this insane inconvenience and tragedy that we've had over the past couple of years. There's been a few things that have gone like, okay, that can hang around. Maybe we can do that. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. That. I agree 100%, you know? especially because uh, this also, just on a general level, I mean, a lot of lost ground that's happened, you know, over the past year plus, a year and a half. Have to make up for it. Yeah, and this allows that opportunity. But I agree. If, if, if The investment that these restaurants made was astonishing. I was talking to some people, some restaurant owners and friends that I know, and, and they're like, you wouldn't believe how much we spent to get this working out on the sidewalks. Um, but we've talked about it a number of times, is, is the staffing issue. So a friend of mine owns a restaurant in Conshohocken, and she, point. she has an outside area. She set it up beautifully. It looks very nice. And I was there the other day, and she said, I can't see people out there. I don't have anybody. I, it'll it'll kill my kitchen. Like no if, servers. If, yeah. Don't have enough servers. and Yeah, she goes, it'll, it'll kill my kitchen. I don't have yeah. enough people back there to seat all of these people. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, so she, she wants to, but... Uh, you, the, yeah, you're right, because and there are, you see them. There are restaurants that would seem to be, okay, Tuesday afternoon... And they'll close for four hours because mm-hmm. they can't cover. Yeah. yeah. They can't cover those hours. Yep. Uh, so the temporary allowance for outdoor dining expires at the end of the year. Council member Dom hopes to get his bill through the committee and up for a full council vote soon. The bill would then have to be signed by Mayor Jim Kenney to make it permanent. All Vineland public school buildings will be closed Thursday. The, di- the district says this is out of an abundance of caution, but in a statement, officials did not elaborate on why. Out of an abundance of caution, all Vineland public school buildings will be closed today, Thursday, September 30th. All staff and students will remain home unless otherwise directed. We will share more information when it becomes available. This also includes all district preschools. No remote virtual classes will be held, the statement said. My son's uh, high school, the police were called there the other day because of a threat and an anonymous threat that was made and so they did not send the kids home they kept them in school and the police were there for a few hours and then they, they had a presence after school ended as well but you know you had that story last week about Preston about the people up in near Scranton you know making those threats yeah, and yeah. they have those Molotov cocktails they have to take the stuff seriously. Yeah, well, I don't know if that's what the case so, is here. That's but... the rumor that I heard. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Threats of a school shooting were circulating on social uh, media on Wednesday, but officials have not confirmed those postings. Well, okay. well, if they send them home, um, why are they not doing remote learning as well? Right? You say they're yeah. not. Going to do that I think question. this was like a this was a quick decision oh, that was made right. yesterday, and it okay. was, you know maybe things weren't in place, and they just said, "Listen, nobody's got school tomorrow. Even the staff isn't coming in." So, okay. an incredible video has gone viral when a man in Mount Dora took things 
into his own hands after finding an uninvited guest on his property. Eugene Bazzi, an Army veteran from Philadelphia who has been living in Florida for only a year, posted a video of his daring alligator capture using <laughs> a large garbage bin saying, I got kids to protect. We were watching this yesterday, and it's hilarious because you don't expect him to catch this gator. Yeah. And then I get up this morning, and, and I, you know, I saw the video yesterday, and Dude's from Philly. That's amazing. Yes. Yes. I love it. He's being called the Florida man right yeah, now because yeah. he's from there or he lives there now. But I thought it was awesome. He began with nerves of steel, slowly backing the gator up with the trash can. The gator stood its ground, however, refusing to simply simply crawl inside and instead hissed and chomped on the plastic receptacle. By a stroke of luck or genius, the lid of the can swings down, hitting the gator on the head, stunning it long enough uh, for Eugene to charge it with the bin and wrangle the gator inside. Awesome. He's Scoops it upright. The tail is thrashing about, and he closes the lid on it. They said nonchalantly, as if he didn't just capture a gator in a trash can. Yeah, the look on his face, he puts his hand on the lid like, do it. Uh, Let's go. Got it. All right. And then wheels it over to a uh, a pond or wherever he obviously crawled out of. Uh, It's Now, mind you, it's not 11 feet, but it's a big enough. It's big. It's big enough. Look at how strong that tail is. That that, that tail is thick, and when it starts swiping around like that, I I don't know how he could contain it, but it's easily, it looks like with the length of the tail, it's got to be over six feet long. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) This guy's, and and like the national news is interviewing him and everything. He's like, you know, this is his viral moment. This is awesome. So Press and I are watching it and just, we're like, no, how's this one going to end? Yeah, I'm like, there's no way. Uh There's no way he's getting that. Uh (laughs) Sure did. When you see garbage cans like this, what you're usually seeing is people wheeling them out and then falling into them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But that, when he brought the lid down and distracted it enough, stunned him, and then boom, he popped it in and (laughs) pulled it up. I can't believe he got that. I can't believe he just wheeled it across the street, too. I know. Yeah. Wait, so the North Philly native still in flip-flops, Nick, wheeled, yeah, the can, uh-huh. <laughs> wheeled the canned gator down a grassy hill where it scurried into nearby bushes. The Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission says it receives a yearly average of 16,000 alligator complaints, with many involving gators in backyards, uh, garages, swimming pools, and golf courses. And I'm sure that they're happy with the outcome of this, but yes. they would yeah. probably That's say, right. don't. Don't try, try it like this. Animal, yes. animal control. <laughs> yes, they yep. said that typically they don't encourage you right. uh, to engage with the alligator as they can be very dangerous. If you were living in that area, and there obviously, you, well, you have you know family down there. Yeah. Uh, if I lived anywhere near any sort of water feature. I would fence the entire yard just to... Well, oh, but a lot of those communities, you can't. I yeah, know. So that's right, yeah. Right next to my mom and sister's condo complex is yeah. a very large pond because they're, they're adjacent right, to right, a yeah. golf course. And they have a gator out there. They see him every once in a great while. There is a fence that the golf course has put up. Okay. Um, but, you know... What are you going to do? Yeah, I mean... What yeah, are you going to do? The big old gator's going to do what it wants to do. <laughs> I told you guys this before. So my family always lived on some sort of lake. Like, they were always on water, no matter where they were in... Florida, and uh, they always had dogs. There was always kids running around. It's a you know, big family, and the kids and the dogs were not allowed outside by the, yeah. by the water. Yeah, yeah just for, for sure. good reason. Yeah. They, lose, they, they lose lots of dogs yes. every year. Uh, so, Bazzi's video has been viewed over 4.5 million times. He originally wow. posted it on his Instagram account. <laughs> In sports this morning... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
We knew this was going to happen. The Phillies lost to the Braves last night, falling 7-2. to two. The Braves' and magic number uh, number is down to one, effectively ending the Phillies' playoff hopes and ensuring that the team won't make the postseason for more than a decade. The last time the Phillies were in the playoffs, they lost to the St. Louis Cardinals in a division series in 2011. The series in Atlanta wraps up tonight. Kyle Gibson will get the start. First pitch is scheduled for 7-20. In NBA news, players who are forced to miss games uh, due to vaccination requirements in both New York and San Francisco will not be paid for any games they miss. Both cities, both cities pass executive orders that could affect the Brooklyn Nets, New York Knicks, and Golden State Warriors. Every person must be fully vaccinated to be able to enter San Francisco's Chase Center. And Amir Fernandez scoring the tying goal in the 37th minute as the New York Red Bulls rallied for a 1-1 draw against the Philadelphia Union last night in New Jersey. Fernandez's Tying goal occurred after Sergio Santos scored in the 16th minute for the Union, who are 10-7-9 and and have 39 points. They're tied for fifth place in the Eastern Conference. And that's what I have for you this morning. We need Danny Rojas. Yeah. Yeah. Football is life. Uh, Football is life. Hey, welcome. It's uh, 18 minutes after 6 o'clock on this Thursday morning with the President and Steve Show. Happy to have you on board. And I give you a time check because... You're going to want to keep an eye on the clock. We have money to give away two times on the Preston and Steve show, and then throughout the rest of the day, another five times. It's real simple. We give you a word. We tell you how to enter it, and then you sit back and wait and see if you win. Uh, the cool part, too, is if you win that money, depending on how you won that money, there's more money to be had, right? Absolutely. we got a $10,000 grand prize. We'll get you the details as we get to uh, the time to do it, which is around 8 o'clock. Actually, try to do it right at 8 o'clock, yeah. and then at 10 o'clock with us on the show. Uh, we do have some people checking in later on this morning concerning an interesting thing with the Camp Out for Hunger. That's all I'm going to say about that now. And we'll get to that around 8 o'clock. Starts one month from tomorrow. Oh, my Tomorrow's goodness. October 1. We're starting to get things underway yeah. for it. So uh, we are we are prepping, and uh, we just want to do the uh, the big PR machine and just remind you of the new date this year, and uh, and hopefully you can help out again. And, yeah. Uh, you know, and we're, we're sure we've... we've you know, we, you've never let us down before, and uh, we have every confidence that uh, things are going to go great in another year that we really, really need your help. So uh, we'll get to that later on, and uh, some entertainment stories and stupid question and a bunch of stuff to give away throughout the course of the morning. We'll take a break and come back and dive into all of it. So stay put. We'll be right back. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Well, check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. Can you believe football is back? This Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Interact Me, swoop in and win sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2022 Eagle season tickets. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwin.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles and MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So Chris Stapleton plays BB&T Pavilion tomorrow, and we have tickets for that show. If we can answer this question correctly, it's an easy one, too. What color is the four ball in a game of pool? All right, so if you're playing pool, what color is the four ball? 215-263-WMMR. I'm going to go through some birthdays today. Thursday, September 30th, and there are a number of famous people celebrating birthdays today. We'll we'll, uh, start 
uh, with a very famous singer, Mr. Johnny Mathis. Ah, the great Johnny Mathis. 86 years old today. Wow. Yeah. Misty and Chances Are, just to name a few things. The, uh, Did you call him a crooner? The Christmas song? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Crooner is exactly how I would describe him. The moment you come into view. He's 86 years old today. You know who's older than him? Angie Dickinson. Are you kidding me? It says she's 90. Are you kidding? Is that right? Uh, it's quite, it's conceivable. Wow. She was, um, you know, she was a favorite of the Rat Pack. She was in yeah. uh, uh, some of that stuff. She was married to Burt Backrack. She was policewoman. I always loved Angie Dickinson. I thought yeah. she was... Very attractive. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, she was born in 1931. Yeah, so she's huh. 90 years old today. And, and she's you know, a good actress, too. And, and in the, 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 the latter part of her acting career, too, uh, oh, no, you know what? You know who I'm thinking of? You're thinking of uh, Burt Young. No. I'm thinking of... Uh, <laughs> Of Ellen um, Barkin, Ellen Barkin. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, no, I could see that. Yeah, I could absolutely. That's see why that. I was going. She's ninety. <laughs> I mean, she's pretty beat up looking, but I didn't know she was ninety. Holy uh, hell! Angie Dickinson, policewoman. Yes, you are correct. Uh, yeah, pretty stunning uh, yeah. actress. Yeah, remember the commercials of Burt Backrack? Say Martini and Rossi on, on the, the rocks. rocks. Say yes. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, Fran Drescher has yes. her birthday today. The nanny. Huge in Germany. I heard Manhattan in there. Yeah. Fran Drescher is 64 today. Did she become the SAG president or who? I don't know yet. Yeah. I didn't see the results of that, Steve. You see how invested we are in President elect? All right. So, yeah. so she did it. Yeah. There we she go. Wow, she is our... The nanny elder. is our nanny. Presidente. You know, aside from the voice, if you go back, she is... Uh, she did modeling. She did very yeah, she did. beautiful, actually. Yeah, absolutely. If you can set the voice aside. <laughs> no. Uh So she is uh, 64 today. Jenna Elfman. Yep. Remember from uh, Dharma and Greg. She's also in the movie you and I are big fans of Preston. Uh, Keeping the Faith. Keeping the Faith with Ed Norton and Ben Stiller. I love that movie. Yeah. It's it's a great rom-com. She also had an arc on Fear the Walking Dead, which was a decent arc. And I don't, I can't recall if she's still in it or not, but... Um, and I'm wondering if she's still a Scientologist or not, because that was a, a part of her she world. Was, yeah. And I don't know if that's uh, if she's still involved with the church or not. And she is believe she is sister of Danny Elfman. Oh, I don't know. That I don't know. I no. think she's sister of Danny Elfman. Oh. All right. You're just going to say that? I'm just going to say it. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say it. I don't care. I'll, I I'll think she the holds the world powerlifting record. Well, I think uh, that. I don't think you're... I don't think you're right. I don't see anything about it. I think she's Danny Elfman's mother. That's what it is. <laughs> All right. She is... I think uh, they just both have the same last name. She's 50 years old. <laughs> Damn. Today. Yeah. Damn it. God damn it. It's going to look really good on that one. Uh, Martina Hingis, the tennis player. Hingis. Is, the hanger. Uh, she's uh, 41 today. Ah, it's Barry Williams' birthday oh, today. Greg freaking Brady. Yes. This isn't him, though. This isn't him? Yeah, it I, is. I don't, it's, well, here's the deal. Ponies never end before. Yeah, that's him. I met you. Well, okay. You know what? There's a good question oh, there. Oh, is this from the movie? Yeah. You know what? Marissa says, yes, that's so from it's the not movie. Him. That's not the yeah. original audio. You're right, Case. I thought this is the original audio, and I'm like, that definitely in he the original, in he the was show. singing. Yeah. Because, you know, he does, he's like in Branson now. He does, he's got a theater show. Like a perennial show. Yeah. 
He's 67 today. <laughs> Barry Williams gets Barry Williams. He sure does. He definitely yeah. does. Um, Monica Bellucci, the actress. Oh, I, love I know you love her. Uh, the Matrix Reloaded, The Passion of the Christ. Uh, a couple of her uh, credits. Uh, she's been in a bunch of stuff, but I can't. I don't remember stuff off the top of my head about her. Uh, she's 57. Are they doing that uh, drift driving Passion of the Christ sequel? <laughs> <laughs> I think they're going to Tokyo Christ. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't. We'll we'll find out the yeah. release date on that soon. Uh, Eric Stoltz, great actor. Uh, you know, he has his own career is almost eclipsed by the legend of him. Yeah. Uh, being the original uh, McFly. Right? Yeah, yeah. The original and Marty. They they shot. The, did they shoot they shot the footage. whole movie or just a, the, a few scenes? A couple of scenes. Okay. Yeah, a lot of scenes. And I think maybe at the time when they were doing that, Michael J. Fox just wasn't available. And uh, and then they, they realized that it wasn't working. And they, you know, I guess it's, there, there, did, there are interviews and, and documentaries about this. Maybe Nick Murphy knows this, but uh, um, did was Leah Thompson recast as well? Was she cast after the fact? Uh, who, Leah Thompson? Yeah. I don't remember. Not really mm. sure. I don't know. Stop bothering me. Uh, he's great as that character in Pulp Fiction, and uh, a movie that I love of his is Some Kind of Wonderful. You know, he's great as the belligerent mime in uh, Singles. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> God, it's been a long time since I've and seen that. And he was that. in Fast Times. He's one of uh, Spicoli's buddies. That's right, right, man. Uh, he is uh, 60 years old today. Casey, I'm what? sure you already know this. What? Trey's birthday. No. Trey yeah. Anastasio from the band Fish? Yes. <laughs> Turns 57 years old today. Is this a special day for you? This is a very special day for me. Okay. It's, is it? Well, because it's Trey Anastasio's birthday. You know who else's birthday it is? Uh, well, uh, Fran Drescher. It is Fran Drescher's yeah. birthday. <laughs> no, but uh, two people that are very special in my oh. life share the same exact birthday. It's, and uh, Yeah, it's Diane's birthday. Diane. Oh. Casey's wife's birthday. That's right. I was, I was going to ask if you just... If you just automatically knew that Trey's birthday was on September 29th, but it co- nah, September, September 30th. September 30th, I'm sorry, but it coincides with your lovely wife's birthday. Too. Yeah, so I am uh, I am dressed to honor both Trey and my wife uh, today because I'm wearing a, a fish shirt. This is a, uh, it's artwork by Jim Pollock, uh, who is a fish artist, but I'm also wearing my purple pants because it's my wife's favorite color. There you oh, go. okay. Uh, well, happy birthday to both uh, Trey and Diane. Uh, we also have Lacey Chabert celebrating a birthday uh, today. Yes. Uh, darling of the Hallmark Network. Oh, man, she's awesome. I got to believe she's in more of those than anybody else. She's way up there uh, because she also does um, She also does just the right Now they have just their, well, they've always had the regular straight-up rom, you know, ro- romance movies that they make. But in the Christmas realm, uh, I, I love her because she plays the specific kind of Christmas character that I love. And she has got the greatest little uh, overbite lisp yeah. thing. It's, uh, yep. it's, it's, it's very adorable. special to me. <laughs> and then the last birthday, uh, actor Ezra Miller. Uh, he knows The Flash. Awesome. From uh, Justice League, Batman v Superman, and all that stuff. He's, he's great. And they did it. They did him right in the expanded version in the Snyder Cut. I love that this. Is the part, that's the one I want to live with. Yes, exactly. And, and Preston, the sequence where he runs... He he um, he runs faster than light. You know he's he's running. He's gonna. I don't want to give too much away if you haven't seen it. Long story short, though, that scene m- makes me well up because he's saying 
as he's talking, thinking in his mind, he goes, best of the best, Dad. He, you know, I, I yeah. at this moment, whether this works or not, I was with these guys. They they turn his character completely around oh, yeah. in that version of the film. He's no longer a bumbling idiot. Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, Steve, all right, so I have a question. Um, because the end scene, and, and the, the yeah. not the original, but the original cut, uh, where he races Superman. Yeah. Does that exist in the Snyder no. Cut? No. Because he's already answered that in the Snyder Cut. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. All right, so he is 29 years old today, Ezra Miller. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. What color is the four ball in uh, Game of Pool? 215-263-WMMR. Let's go to D. Hi there, D. Hi. All right, D, what color is the four ball, please? Purple. Or violet. Yeah, we'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> D, hang on the line. For you, we're going to give you a pair of tickets to see Chris Stapleton tomorrow night. BB&T Pavilion. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. I have a lot to get to. Let's so do it. Dive right into this. Britney Spears is flying high just after hours after her father was suspended as the conservator of her estate. Uh, yesterday afternoon, Judge Brenda Penny suspended Jamie Spears as a conservator of his daughter's estate and appointed John Zabel as his temporary successor. Zabel will hold the post through the end of the year. I don't know who John Zabel is. Leave Penny alone! Of her decision, Penny said that it was, quote, in the best interest of the conservatee, which is my goal. And delicious. And while Brittany didn't uh, address the legal victory directly, she shared a post on Instagram shortly after the decision was made saying that she was on cloud nine alongside a video of herself flying in a small aircraft. And she wrote, first time flying a plane and first time in a prop plane. Jeez, I was scared. Oh, tell me she she wasn't piloting it, was she? Uh, she does actually, yeah. She's got the controls. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, uh, in addition to the video of her flying, uh, the singer shared a video of the plane as she cruised over a tropical island and a photograph of palm trees. She also promised new content coming soon from fans, concluding uh, the post with new pics coming soon. I wonder how has to how this feels to her because it's what, what been thirteen years. Yeah. Under this conservatorship? Yeah. Uh, Britney's attorney, Matthew Rosengart, addressed a crowd outside of the courtroom after Penny's decision came down, calling it a great day for justice. He said the next court date of uh, November 12th will be about the termination of the entire conservatorship. And tomorrow's Trey Anastasio's birthday. And it's a great day for justice. She's happy. Uh, we're all very happy. So they want to, to terminate the conservatorship altogether now, eventually. The dad's being investigated with the uh, with her lawyer who oversaw that conservatorship because there were uh, apparently uh, less than legal financial dealings. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, we'll keep an eye Nothing on that. Nothing proven you. yet, but that's the allegation. Chrissy Teigen appeared to tell Heather McDonald to F off after the comedian called her a hypocrite on a recent Instagram post. On Tuesday, the model posted a photo with her eyes closed, writing that she doesn't, quote, care about curating her Instagram to be perfection. Uh, McDonald called it a humble brag. Yeah, right. Uh, In the comments, and then reposted the photo to her own Instagram, writing... I'm just having one of those days where I had to point out that uh, point out the hypocrite on Instagram. I can't be the only one to see through this BS. Prayers for Chrissy that she comes up with some new ideas. Uh, <laughs> later that day, Tegan seemed to respond in her Instagram story writing, I didn't sleep at all last night, as John can attest. I was up sick, sobbing as my phone popped up the memory of being in the hospital exactly one year ago losing our baby. So maybe I'm a little sensitive today, but F off, she wrote. So... That's a, that's a fire back right there. Yeah, I like Heather McDonald. We've had her on the show a couple of times. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Kevin Smith revealed on TMZ Live yesterday that fans were so sick of Benefer after Geely flopped in 2004 
uh, that executive producer Harvey Weinstein wanted as many of Jennifer Lopez's scenes cut from Jersey Girl yeah. as possible. Did you ever see Jersey Girl? No. Nah. It's a, it's a, is it okay? It's a good movie. I mean, okay. it, yeah, it gets done what it's supposed to get done. It was supposed to be a romantic movie. And I never saw Gili either. Was it, in, was it as bad I, I, as people have made it out to be? I've only seen parts of it. Okay. Would I say that I walked away going, what what torture have I just been through? No, but it wasn't. it's not a good movie. Uh, the director said that test audiences, even ones in New Jersey, had no desire to see the famous couple on screen. So they were just... It was right at the moment. It was, was, was overload. Yeah, it was a blowback. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Claire Crawley revealed in a preview of Thursday's episode of Red Table Talk, the Estefans, uh, that she was abused by a priest while attending Catholic school. Uh, Yeah, the Bachelor Nation alum said, I grew up going to a Catholic school and I was the victim of a predator. My parents looked at Catholic priests as, she said, and then she paused and she said, they held them on a pedestal. Uh, Crawley, who grew up in Sacramento, California, explains that the priest in question was largely perceived as a counselor at her school. I don't have any of the details if she went into them about wow. what took place between her and that priest, but she's talking about it now. That's horrifying. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Annalyn McCord, uh, the, who I guess it was on 90210? Yes, the, the first reboot. Okay. Revealed in a candid interview that uh, getting into a, about getting into a BDSM relationship with Prison Break star Dominic Purcell... And it helped her work through her past sexual trauma. So you might, you know, she's the one who has, or was, uh, I'm probably still deals with multiple personalities. Yeah, I remember um, that. And you, you know, Dominic Purcell. You've probably seen him in in a couple of different movies. You, you know, and you said Prison Break and stuff like that. But okay. he's, uh, he has a very recognizable face. He's she kind said, of a, like a, a big dude. She said, "Dom was my dom." Dom was, <laughs> yeah, oh. and referred to the actor as her quote forever person, even though they are not together at the moment. The pair have been uh, on again, off again since 2011, but they do a little, a little spanking, yeah, things like that. It seems so, kind of weird as a yeah. therapy, but yeah. whatever floats your boat. Exactly. Uh, I thought this was kind of cute. Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher's kids just recently learned. That they met on the set of a TV show. <laughs> that the two met. They never knew that. Through no, I mean they're they're yeah. still they're pretty young. So uh, Kunis said that it was uh, particularly hard to explain because her children have never seen that '70s show. Wasn't Mila Kunis like 14 when they yeah, met? Yeah, yeah. She said uh, somebody told them that mommy and daddy met on a show, and so our daughter was like, "What does this mean?" <laughs> so we tried to explain it to her in the most safe way. Uh, I don't know if it registers, and I don't know if she cares, if she even cares. So uh, they're trying to explain that as you know, kids will become more aware slowly. So she was 14, and she was she had scenes, I guess, romantic scenes with, not romantic, but kissing scenes with Ashton Kutcher because she, he was the love interest. And you look at shows like, um, going back to like F Troop Preston, going way back, Wrangler Jane, I think, was 16 years old wow. when she was on that show. So I don't was, think they would allow that these days. How old was uh, Ashton? Was he 18? I think he was 19? like 18 or 19, yeah. Okay. yeah. So it's kind of like a high school yeah. uh, you know, thing, I guess. Uh, Keanu Reeves has added comic book author to his resume. Whoa. <laughs> uh, volume 1 of Berserker, co-written by Matt Kint, huh. will be available on October 5th. He is a big comic book dude. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, I just want to remind everybody listening right now that Keanu Reeves lived here for a hot minute. He oh, yeah. Did, he did theater at the Hedgerow Theater in Wallingford, and so he definitely has ties to the uh, Delaware County, Philadelphia he did, area. He did a dinner theater version of John Wick. I did very that. popular, yeah. Uh, yeah, I wonder if he's uh, if anybody's ever asked him about Hedgerow. Yeah. Uh, we've asked 
didn't we talk to somebody who you asked about that who was there while yeah, Keanu, was, Keanu there. was there? Yes, you I did. I can't remember who it I was. I forgot about that. Yeah, because we were interviewing somebody, and you go to their IMDb or their yeah. Wikipedia, and it gives all, you know. Yeah. I wish I could remember. Was that before or after he was in Dogstar? No, uh, it, was, it was before. before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This I saw was like before. I think this is before Bill and Ted. Did you see Dogstar? I saw Dogstar, yeah. I went with a girl who really loved uh, Keanu, and she promised me stuff if uh, I took her to that show. <laughs> Where did they play? Uh, one of those places in, uh, not food, sex. Uh, <laughs> one Street? Those, no, 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 in uh, Delaware. Either like the Bottle and Cork or the Starbird or something like that. Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the John Wick actor described the comic as an immortal warrior to People Magazine, saying we are looking at violence in the impulse of violence and how it's used and how it tries to be controlled and trying to understand the character that we might not be able to relate uh, to it being immortal, but we relate to the idea of wanting to be immortal. Have you ever been in love? What? <laughs> Have you ever been immortal? <laughs> I never got the sex. Damn it! No. Did you get food? What? No. You had to Did go you to become a show? dog star fan? No. And he didn't even like address the, the audience at all. He stood with his back turned to the sh- to the audience the what? whole time. It's kind yeah. of a, 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 an emo thing, I guess. Artist thing. Yeah, there's a whole yeah. lot of disappointment. I hope you're all getting sex for this. <laughs> <laughs> Not one second. I thought I was Keanu, but no way. Uh, well, this is sad news. This will mainly speak to uh, me and Steve because we're the ancient ones on the show. But uh, Tommy Kirk, the child yes. actor of Old Yeller and the Shaggy Dog, passed away. He was 79 years old. Have you guys ever seen Old Yeller? Oh, my God. Yes. It is yes. Like, okay. terrifyingly yes. sad. Oh, my God, yes. Like, I remember thinking, to, why did you... Why, Why did you, you make me watch on? this? Yeah. yeah. It, it, there, There is a case to be made that you should never show that to anybody because <laughs> uh, it because it, it's so heart wrenching. It is it a is. beautiful movie, and it does it is beautiful. Uh, but it is traumatic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his death was announced by his friend, child actor Paul Peterson, on Facebook. Um, there's an interesting story about Tommy Kirk. If you didn't know it, though, he said, "My friend of many decades, Tommy Kirk, was found dead last night. Tommy was intensely private." He lived alone in Las Vegas, close to his friend, an old Yeller co-star, Bev Washburn, and it was she who called me this morning. Tommy was gay and estranged from what remains of his blood family. Yeah. Uh, he said, we, in minor consideration, which I don't know what minor consider or a minor consideration, and it's capitalized, are Tommy's family. Without apology, we will take care of this. Hmm. Uh, he added, please know that Tommy Kirk loved you, his fans. He lifted, you lifted him up. When an industry let him down in 1965, he was not bitter. His church comforted him. May God have mercy on his soul. So I did know about this uh, years ago. I think he did an autobiography. I'm, I'm not sure, but somehow I knew about this. And uh, he was the, the boy next door. He was a little bit of a heartthrob. And so that that worked against his career. He also, he uh, he liked pot. And so he was caught a few times with pot. So at a time when yeah. all of this could easily topple a career, um, it, it did. But he can't, he worked his way back. Uh, Kirk was the leading star of several Disney films, including Swiss Family Robinson. Which the, I loved. The Absent-Minded Professor. Yeah. Uh, its sequel, Son of Flubber and The Misadventures of Merlin Jones. In 63, when he was 21, he was fired from Disney after he was found to be in a relationship with another boy. Yeah. Uh, Kirk said in a 1993 interview, I consider my teenage years as being desperately unhappy, uh, saying he realized that he was gay when he was uh, 17 or 18. He said, I knew I was gay, uh, but I had no outlet for my feelings. It was very hard to meet people, and at that time, there was no place to go to socialize. Uh, It wasn't until the early 1960s 
that I began to hear of places where gays congregated. Uh, he said, the lifestyle was not recognized, and I was very, very lonely. He said, I had some brief, very passionate encounters as a teenager. I had some affairs, but they were always stolen, back alley kind of things. They were desperate and miserable. I watched a documentary about uh, there was a gas station in Hollywood, and basically, Preston, for actors, mostly actors, who were gay but could not in any way let that information be known. Uh-huh. They would jokingly call it a service station because they would go there, and the whole understanding was this would be, we'd make sure everything was discreet. Okay. And they actually had a room upstairs above the service area that was used for these, yeah, yeah, it was kind of a high-level service provided to these stars. Uh, He went on to say, when I was about 17 or 18 years old, I finally admitted to myself that I wasn't going to change. I didn't know what the consequences would be, and I had to define, I had that definite feeling that I was going to wreck my Disney career and maybe my whole acting career. Uh, it was all going to come to an end. Uh, despite being cut from Disney, Kirk went on to make uh, films in the 1960s, such as Pajama Party, Village of the Giants. Yes, Steve, with, uh, the, Bo with Bridges, uh, Bo Bridges. And Ron Howard. Absolutely. And 1968, Mars Needs Women, which is one of those <laughs> classic I, I love those movies. They're so horribly wonderful. Uh, he struggled with addiction, eventually got sober, and retired from acting in mid-1970s. He had a series of odd jobs, including a carpet cleaning business where he stayed for 20 years. Um, but he did recall a really nice moment between himself and Walt Disney outside of the Beverly Hills Hotel. He said I was he was with uh, Hedda Hopper, the legendary columnist. Yeah. He said uh, Walt put his arm around me and he said, this is my good luck piece right here. Uh, he said, I never forgot that. That's the nicest compliment he ever gave me. So, That's cool. It's sad that uh, that he had to live his life like that, a portion of his life like that. But fortunately, things are heading in a better direction now. Uh, I want to double back real quick to the Hedgerow Theater. I think we were interviewing Stephen Lang. Uh, oh, I just, I really? Looked it up. Yeah. yeah, Stephen Lang, who wow. was in uh, Avatar, and he's... What's that, the blind movie where he's the blind guy in the... Th- oh, uh, uh, God, uh, the, the sequel's out now. Um, room, don't speak. No. No, um, shut your, shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Shut, shut your hole. Shut Kathy, your, shut, shut your hole. Shut yeah. your hole. Uh, That's the, uh, the name of the movie. Uh, but uh, another interesting thing is there's a guy named Austin Pendleton who is also a resident at Hedgerow Theater. You know, don't Austin, breathe is the name of it. Don't it. breathe. That's yeah. it. I said, don't speak. Yeah. Uh, Austin Pendleton was the stuttering lawyer in My Cousin Vinny. Mm-hmm. Remember that guy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he was, was great. A, a character actor. I love that guy. Uh, this is a great story. Uh, an Eminem fan, meaning the the rapper, not, right, the, not the candy, candy. Uh, from New York, came to the Motor City for the rapper's mom's spaghetti restaurant opening, <laughs> only to be uh, one of the few who actually met the real Slim Shady who was there. And so you know the line from uh, yeah yeah uh, from lose, uh, yourself. lose yourself yeah. There's vomit on his sweater uh, already sweater already. Mom's spaghetti. So he's opened up a restaurant called Mom's Spaghetti. Great idea. Yep. Uh, Brendan Linden, who's from the Bronx, was one of the first people in line, which stretched for blocks. Much to his surprise, Eminem showed up before the doors open and handed spaghetti to the first ten people. You see what's on the menu, Preston? What? Spaghetti sandwich. Oh, yeah, yep, yep. There's only three things on the menu. Yeah. Spaghetti, spaghetti with meatballs, and they called sketty sandwich. Uh, the walk-up window opened on Wednesday. It's located inside the newly opened Union Assembly restaurant. Uh, Lendl wasn't the only person in shock who got there before it opened. Uh, Joel and Aaron Farrer also met the rapper and said it was one of the coolest moments of their lives. 
He said they told us uh, they wanted 10 people, so uh, we went in around the corner, and Eminem was giving out spaghetti. Aaron said, when I went up there, I was crying, and he said, it's okay, it's just spaghetti. (laughs) (laughs) And I told him I had waited my whole life to meet him, and he gave me a hug and signed my spaghetti container. Uh, So, yeah, Mom's Spaghetti is 9 bucks. Mom's Spaghetti with meatballs is $12, and the Sketty Sandwich is 11 bucks. So if you want to go to Detroit... You can go to Mom's Spaghetti. I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to have to try a Sketty sandwich Hell soon. Hell yes, yeah. man. Uh, here's a uh, an interesting story for you. Shakira, the uh, musician. Yes. Said My dancing she, muse. She was attacked by wild boars while she was out with her eight-year-old son. Oh, my God. Uh, Where? Milan. Uh, this is in Spain. Uh, okay. My name is Al Gore, and I'd like an autograph, please. Uh, luckily, she appears to be unharmed if a little shaken. The Colombian pop star shared a series of stories to her Instagram on Wednesday telling her fans how she fought off two wild boars while enjoying a uh, park with uh, in Milan. The wild room. boars have killed people. Oh, yeah. Uh, the bre- uh, the... The beast. I almost said the breast. <laughs> the breast took her back. Thank God for my breast, which saved my life. I love her, by the way. I think she's incredibly sexy. Do you know that she's also uh, Mensa? She's in Mensa. No, I didn't know she's, she's very smart. Uh, the Beast took her bag, uh, but the singer, singer says she managed to wrangle it back. Give uh, it! However, the contents of her bag were damaged. Uh, the 44-year-old said, look at how two wild boars that have attacked me in the park have left my bag. Uh, she showed fans her rucksack covered in mud and uh, coming apart in some places. Uh, she also showed photos of uh, that she took of, of the boars. Uh, she said, uh, they've attacked me, they've shattered everything, and they were taking my bag to the forest with my phone at the end. Uh, they left me the bag because I confronted them. You uh, boars bring that bag back. Well, it's not clear what exactly or where the exa- uh, the incident took place. Uh, it is likely to be in Barcelona. Yes. Uh, where the singer owns a home and where there are plenty of wild boars. So it's like a regular thing. She is very wealthy. Uh, yes, she is. She's uh, extremely successful. Uh, let's see. How about this? Uh, Dave Chappelle is back with another stand-up comedy special. Uh, It's going to be titled The Closer. Uh, It's going to be coming to Netflix on October 5th. Uh, He says in the teaser trailer, comedians have a responsibility to speak recklessly. Sometimes the funniest thing to say is mean. Remember, I'm not saying it to be mean. I'm saying it because it's funny. Uh, The teaser refers to The Closer as the sixth chapter in Chappelle's uh, Chappelle's, uh, stand-up history. His last special was... Awesome. It was yeah. thundering, which is very, very funny. And he is in that rare class of people where you know that he's written the material and it's there, but it just seems to be extemporaneous when he delivers it. Yep. Uh, the Book of Boba Fett huh. officially has a premiere date on Disney+. Plus. Uh, the Mandalorian spinoff will debut on December 29th. Uh, the show was uh, first teased following the conclusion of the Mandalorian season two finale. Did you get to see? Did you finish the Mandalorian? I bailed on it. Okay, so Boba Fett is fantastic in the series, and this new series, um, I'm super excited for. Uh, in this series, legendary uh, bounty hunter Boba Fett and mercenaries, a mercenary Fennec Shand, are navigating the galaxy's underworld when they return to the sands of Tatooine to stake their claim on the territory once ruled by Jabba the Hutt and his crime syndicate. Uh, Tamura Morrison returns his role in the role of uh, Boba Fett, uh, with Ming-Na Wen uh, returning as Shan. Uh, Wen first played that character in season one of The Mandalorian and provided the character's voice in the animated series Star Wars The Bad Batch. Uh, Morrison began his time in the Star Wars universe in the prequel film 
Star Wars Attack of the Clones, and he played the role of Jango Fett in so that. So the question is, is there going to be any more Mandalorian? Nick, have you heard anything? I have not. I mean, they could wrap it. The way that it, but it was it was so successful. I'm sure it'll be back. Yeah, you know, they, they, I mean, they had a mission that he completed. There is a, a special on Disney Plus right now about about the Mandalorian in season two, and uh, especially the final episode. Uh, and John Favreau and um, uh, a surprise guest star yeah. from that episode, <laughs> yeah. and but but George George Lucas is a part of it. And to see the way that these guys talk about the Mandalorian, uh, they show such reverence to the universe of Star Wars. It's really cool. Uh, and then one more quick thing. Uh, Stu Marcher's house from the 1996 thriller Scream is available to rent on Airbnb. <sighs> uh, October 27th, 29th, and 31st, uh, the house will welcome up to four guests uh, for only $5. <laughs> $5? Yeah, it's set with set up with a uh, <laughs> dedicated phone line to reach Ghostface, and guests will get a virtual greeting from David Arquette reprising his role as uh, Deputy Dewey at check-in. However, fans will not be staying in the fictional town of Woodsboro. The $2.8 million mansion is actually located in Tomales, California. For five bucks. Uh, and also the the uh, the Conjuring House yes. uh, is up for sale. So the real, conjuring. the real house where the Conjuring, the Conjuring took place... Uh, is is for sale. So the house in the movie is a much different looking house. Correct. Yeah, but yeah. they, uh, if you want to buy it, and supposedly that's all where the, all that evil stuff uh, took place. The history that they cite in the movie of the Conjuring um, is basically accurate to the history of that house. So there was some sort of witchcraft and stuff involved, and I, you know, you take it for what it's worth. You know that we say the Conjuring so much. <laughs> That I sometimes forget that it's actually the conjuring. I know, I do too. It. Yeah, because oh, yeah. you say it so no, often. No, me too. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I forget we were laughing about it the other day, and I'm like, wait, what are they laughing at? And I was like, oh wait, that's the wrong way. Yes. Yeah. I've uh-huh. gotten used to it. <laughs> the conjuring. All right, we're ready for uh, clips. I believe. Yep. Netflix's newest psychological thriller, Intrusion, revolves around a married couple who face several house break-ins in one week. And this clip director, Adam Salke, explains why he chose to direct the film. I read the script by Chris Farling, and I fell in love with it for a couple of reasons. First, um, because I love thrillers. I, I grew up on thrillers. I've always loved those kinds of films. And, and second, and perhaps maybe this is really the first one, is that I'm drawn to personal stories. Cut it out. Uh, Intrusion is now streaming on Netflix. Here's the next clip. Starling shows the struggles of a woman experiencing a devastating loss, but soon finds comfort from a bird in her garden. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? I was waiting for that. In this clip, star (laughs) Melissa McCarthy shares what it was like working with co-star Chris O'Dowd. He's a lovely guy. I mean, what you see, it's he's as nice, if not nicer than what you hope he is. And he's a hell of an actor. And, you know, this was a tricky piece. There were we had a lot of fun. On, on certain days, and then on days when the story was really difficult, you had someone who you knew was completely there for you. Uh, streaming now on Netflix, it didn't get very good Got reviews. bad reviews, yeah. Rochelle yeah. and I were looking at it, I'm like, yeah, I heard it's not that good. And they said it was just, it just doesn't work on any level. How's that, uh, the Squid Game uh, thingy? Today finished good? it last night. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, you know, could it be... a game be... show? No. No, no. it's... 
Uh, it's like a Hunger Games type of thing uh-huh. where, yeah, you can play the game, but you're going to die. God, yeah. I, I saw a brief moment of it. I was like, oh, that looks like an interesting game show. Yeah, the, I um, thought it was the same thing. I okay. thought it was a real game show. Uh, I was talking to Nick Murphy about it yesterday. I watched it dubbed over, and right. he was, you know, there's a, always, there's like a, I guess a, 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 an ongoing debate on whether you should sub or dub. Right. right, and so you do you just do subtitles and let them do it in their original because it's it's a Korean show, right. uh, and so I went with the dub, and sometimes it makes it a little bit wonky. I know right? what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but I enjoyed it, and we finished it last night. Did and- he say you should watch it? Uh, uh- sub instead? No, not necessarily. I don't think he feels one way or you know more than the other. Okay, uh, but there are people that are very passionate about. You know, Did, whether whatever. to sub it or dub it. This yeah. has a very uh, Battle Royale feel. Yeah, games. yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, anyhow, just curious about that. Um, that's the entertainment report for this Thursday morning. We're going to take a break. We're going to have a chance for you to win some money coming up in the not-too-distant future with MMR Money Clips, so make sure you don't stray too far. We'll be back in just a moment. 93.3 WMMR presents Money Clips. 500 bucks, huh? That's what they told me. <laughs> nice. Your shot at stuffing 500 bucks in your Money Clip. Congratulations. Thank you so very much. Up to seven times a day. Even our sweet days from 8 a.m. till 8 p.m. We'll play an audio clip from one of your favorite MMR DJs and then give you a keyword. Text it to 45911. Enter it at WMMR.com or our app and you'll also get entered for the grand prize. 10000 bucks. It's MMR's Money Clips. Thanks a ton for listening. We really appreciate it. You guys are my coworkers. I work from home. I listen all the time. Sponsored by Horizon Services. Heating, cooling, and plumbing. This is Horizonservices.com. The mighty MMR. Everything that rocks your wallet. See complete rules at WMMR.com. I saw the story, which was interesting. Uh, the king of Saudi Arabia, whose name is Salman bin Abdul Aziz, is traveling to Indonesia this week, and he is—he's uh, not packing light, uh, according to the Washington Post. Uh, he is visiting the country, and he's bringing 506 tons of luggage with him. <laughs> what? Yeah, 506 tons of luggage. I assume Why? a lot of that is sweaters. Uh, yeah. It translates to roughly 300 cars or 240 elephants. <laughs> and it is the first time that the Saudi king has visited the country in 46 years. Uh, among the hall are some uh, high luxury items. Not only will uh, King Solomon be traveling with two Mercedes-Benz S600 limousines, he's also bringing his own vertical methods of transportation in the form of two electric elevators. Wait, what? What? And uh, since the king's luggage outdoes even the most liberal of carry-on policies, transporting the cargo is its own considerable undertaking. Uh, the air freight company, which is called PT Jaza and Gaza Semesta, uh, used 572 workers to effectively arrange the transport of his cargo. And I think he's only there for like a week. Right. So that's the that's the luggage. How big is his entourage? His entourage. Oh, it's a nine-day trip. Uh, and his entourage is around 1,500 people. 1,500 people. Now, he hasn't been there in decades. Yes. So they're going to put their best show that, on that they possibly can. Yep. But what in the hell mm-hmm. could constitute... I know you're. sometimes you just don't want to leave your elevator at home. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. But, uh, well, you don't want to need it and not have it right. rather than have it not And then need you need it. a okay. backup elevator if that one just breaks. Just in case. All right. I mean, listen, it's not... 
as big of a deal because he's not packing any of this stuff. Right, yeah, yeah. At least he's got. Where's my elevator, <laughs> <laughs> sweetheart? The bed. <laughs> I took it out of the bag after the last trip. Well, then I don't know. <laughs> I'm curious what people. Now we've talked about. Where are the other elephants? <laughs> we've talked about packing for trips and and how we all have our own yeah. methods here. And Marissa's the last minute. Kathy and I spend a week ahead of time uh-huh. getting oh my bags God, ready no and everything. Uh, but I'm curious as to who listening has something that they take with them that that you have no real need oh. for when you go on a trip. I mean, you know. There's a, you had your friend, I remember Kathy, who now she needed this, though, to take her thin pillows. She called in oh, one yeah. time. She Stacey. travels every, she has two thin pillows. I mean, thin she pillows named them. Yeah, she named, they're yeah. from like like high school. They're yeah. disgusting. They're brown. And she takes them everywhere she goes. Oh, man. Pooey was one of them. Pooey? Yeah, I think one of the pillows Pooey? was Pooey. Pooey. So, <laughs> so things that you take that have, you, you have no real need for on vacation. Yeah. You just have to have them for whatever reason. But call if you, if you have something to add. I'll tell you what I take. And I don't. I don't specifically pack it. I just packed it one time, and it stays in the bag, so I take it everywhere I go. Thumbtacks. Thumbtacks? What? What the hell? Listen, uh, next to to elevators, that's not a big haul. What are the thumbtacks for? Needs thumbtacks. So I went... (laughs) <laughs> one time, I knew I needed thumbtacks for a reason, um, and so I packed them. I, I went to Target. I bought them. I packed them. I brought them on vacation. I used them for what I needed them for, uh, and now they they sit in the bag, and I take them for every trip I go to. I take thumbtacks. Wow. So and if you guys need thumbtacks, just let me know. Yeah, we're going to Chicago. <laughs> um, Kathy, what are your thoughts uh, as a woman about packing shoes when you travel? Because my ex-wife, God love her, would pack uh, 50 pairs of shoes every time we would go anywhere and it would it would just i guess it would drive me, drive me crazy a little bit because they just it was so unnecessary you know yeah so you know what i used to do that too it's like you, you'd put an outfit together and then you have to have shoes that go with it but what i do now is i'll put a few outfits together and i coordinate them all so the oh. you know two pairs of shoes i'm bringing can be worn with all of the outfits because it takes up some the most space totally. and now with and weighs the, a lot. the prices for checked bags and all of that i always try to travel with just a carry-on so yeah i'll, I'll bring like one or two pairs of shoes the only time i pack shoes is if um we're going to a beach and I'll need sandals or water yeah. shoes. Right. Well, um, or if if it's hiking and you need boots, but you wear those. Yep. Yeah. Every time. You wear those on the planes. They take up so much damn space. So uh, you, if you're talking about excessive packing and 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 uh, you know, you, I guess he's the leader of the country. I guess so. He's got to mm-hmm. have his entourage and they're putting their best foot forward. I get it. But um, sometimes you'll see people. Who you know are just going away for a limited vacation, and you'll be behind them in the you know at the ticket booths or whatever at the airport. Yeah, with fifty freaking bags, and then when they got to look for something mm-hmm. in the bag, and then the, everything comes open, and you see all of this stuff. It's like there are people who just opt for the complete opposite of what I do. I try to pare it down to the bare bones minimum, and there are people who just say, bring it all. Well, some uh, people no. want to have options. Like, yeah. I know people who pack like that. They want to have options. And I told right. you guys, if I come right. home and I've worn everything I brought, like, that's successful. I have shirt shirt counts for, you know, and then maybe one or two extra. I'll have, you know, and then shoes, Preston, I wear, I'll wear shoes that are the, the, the heavier shoes or whatever, maybe even like... Sure. And, and, and just keep it as a yeah as yep. a as an option. Yeah, I just try if I can do everything on a carry on. That's what I will do. And and like I um 
here's the deal. We're doing this <clears throat> Hall of Fame uh, yeah. induction ceremony trip, and I just realized the other day, I'm like, I got to pack a goddamn suit. And, yeah, yeah. and suit shoes. Bag. Yeah. And shoes. Mm-hmm. A suit bag? No, I just spit. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, if Well, if you don't want it to get wrinkled and... Um, um, can you can you, uh, can you you put a suit... Because I'm bringing my suit bag. Yeah. And that'll be my one piece of luggage because I'm, I'm, I'm in and out. That, so will they? Will that fit in the overhead? Oh, yeah. You sure. can bring a suit bag onto for carry-on. Okay. But, that, but you, then you won't be able to bring... Like another big suitcase, I don't think. I, he's not fine. bringing anything. He's only staying for a day. I know, but you need something. Like, yeah. where are you gonna put? Do you want me to put your underwear in my bag or what? <laughs> yes, well, that'll least. be the day. <laughs> Kathy, I, my wife overhears this conversation. I need it all. <laughs> I'll be right back. Yeah. I have to take Steve's yeah. underwear. Uh, here's a text came. It says, "I take a bag of rice." Uh, out of force of habit. What? Old phones weren't waterproof, so it would save. Uh, it would save it. I would save it to put a bag of rice uh, if wet. Yeah. Uh, I don't need it with my smartphone, but I can't not bring it just in case. I love it. So there you go. There's an example of somebody just bringing something like your thumbtacks, Kathy. My thumbtacks. That's bizarre. Uh, let's go to Lou. Is this who's Lou? Yay! Yay! What's up, Lou? Hey, President Steve, Casey Boy, Nick, Kathy, Marissa. <laughs> there you go. You got them all. Every one of us. What's up, Lou? Well, Lou's, oh, Lou. Lou. Lou's got a bad connection. Lou's come out of the surf. <laughs> Are you there, Lou? Oh, Lou. All right, so I'm gonna, he's going to have to call back, yeah. but I'm going to tell you, he says, and I need to find out why, but he always packs a baseball when he goes somewhere. <laughs> so I, I need to know why that is. Lou, if you get a chance, uh, call back. Uh, let, me, let me go to Natalie. Hey, Natalie, good morning. Good morning. Hi, Natalie. What's up? How you guys doing today? Doing, doing well. wonderful. So, you know, this, this uh, Saudi king uh, is taking 500 tons of cargo with him, and uh, I was curious what unneeded thing do you usually pack well my husband doesn't bring 500 tons of cargo but he does pack an extra 30 pounds because everywhere we go when we go on a road trip he brings 15 pound dumbbells with him that he absolutely what? never uses that he never uses oh while God. he's actually so, out years ago That's when funny. i would visit my father and he was nowhere near a gym i would bring some dumbbells and like like yeah. like stretchy stuff and it it, it 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 added weight but now every place there are gyms all over the place natalie he, <laughs> and he he still brings them he still brings them, and I will tell. I will take them out, and then when we get there, I find them that he has tucked them in amongst all of our stuff. Oh my god! god. He doesn't take them on a plane, right? Oh no, 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 no. Okay, we, we just this is minivan trips, minivan. Okay, trips. okay. All right, I yeah, that's dumb, but yeah, I got it. But on a plane would be more honest. Have them switch to the elastic straps. Yes, do totally. That. That's all you got to do. Jesus they take Christ. up less space, yeah. and they don't weigh a bunch. Why not bring a bench with you, too? And you can end up getting a workout. So talk him into that, Natalie. I've tried. I've uh, tried, but I'll do it. Thank all you. All right, we'll work on them. All right, let me go to uh, Steve. Hi, Steve. Good morning. Cardboard sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and delicious. <laughs> What's happening, bud? Um, so I'll bring like three lighters with me okay. and I don't smoke and nobody else does. Either. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I love it. What's I your rationale? Like, uh, in case I got to burn that mother down. I mean, <laughs> in case you got to burn, burn that mother you never down. Know. Hey, hey, it's a primal need fire, fire. man mm-hmm. to exist. You bring need, a wheel too. needs fire, <laughs> right? Yeah. 
I mean, you're so castaway. You don't know what could happen. Yeah, right. <laughs> it could save your life. All right. Hey, listen. That actually makes sense now. Thanks, Steve. Well, it's like a sewing kit. Yeah. Like a lot, lot of people, the, the, yeah. the classic traveling sewing kit is part of the thing. I always bring a sewing kit. One of, one of the... Do you? The, yeah. It, it, but it came with... I don't even... You don't know how to yeah, sew, do but you? It's not, I, I, I can sew <laughs> you up. You could if you yeah. had to. Yeah, right? a yeah. little bit. Yeah. But it just, it's like your thing. It stays in there, Kathy. Well, so, that's something that, that's like reasonable. Like, who's yeah. actually going to need thumbtacks? Like a sewing kit, you might throw something on and it has like a little tear in it. You need to quick fix it. I right. have a little battery pouch, too, that goes like a couple of double A's, a couple okay. of, yeah, that are always, mind you, where are you going to go you where you batteries. can't find batteries? Yeah, and I'll, I'll do like a little... Um, uh, like first aid kit or yeah. something yes. like that. Oh, I always do that. Yeah, and I always freaking use it with my family. Really, really? Oh my god! Between hurt. my dad and Jace and my brother, yeah, huh? somebody's getting hurt. Yeah, my dad fell off the ladder and broke his leg again. Go get this first aid <laughs> right, kit. Yeah. Uh, all right, Lou's back on the line. Let me go to him. Uh, hey, Lou. Lou. Oh, now he's gone. Oh. Somebody texted and said Lou just got whacked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me go next to Lacey. Hello there, Lacey. Hi, how you doing? Good, what's up, Lacey? Um, so I, I used to travel a lot, um, and I always bring unnecessary things, but I'm not going to waste your time with that. Okay. I, um, I lived in India for a little bit and wound up meeting this uh, missionary who was a southern boy and insisted on bringing hunting bullets wherever he went. Not the, not the guns, just the bullets. Just bullets. And uh, and that's actually extremely illegal in India to bring uh, hunting bullets in. May I ask you, was he in fact a hunter, or did he just feel comforted by having bullets in his luggage? He just he wasn't planning on hunting over there. He just wanted the bullets. Okay. Would he throw them at the? Uh, yeah. What's <laughs> what's the point of having bullets and no gun? Any idea? I have no idea. Um, it's like I, having a trigger and no pistol. Right? How many how many bullets are we talking about here? I mean, like a pack. So okay. Pack, wow. Like 50, I guess. So how, how, how heavy did he get hit up in India for having these bullets? So, well, here's here's the funny part. So he um, he wound up in jail probably for a week. And wow. Then, and then they said, you know, um, we're going to put you on trial and basically determine, you know, if you're going to be here for another two months or the rest of your life. Jeez. And, and wait, a, wait a minute, wait a minute. So they um, they gave him his passport and said, don't leave the country. Come back to your truck. Yeah. We, can't, we can't say a hole. So yeah. they said. Sorry. So they leave the country. Uh, yeah. You can leave the country, but you got to come back for your trial, right? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And then you said, uh, "Here's your passport." And instead of leaving the country, he came to church instead. So they okay. I don't know. This guy's an idiot. So instead of leaving, they said, "You need to leave." Uh-huh. And, yeah. he, and, and so every, everybody's convincing him, and he said, "No, no, it's God's will. If I need to stay in jail here, I will." So what happened? I, I had no idea. I, I left. <laughs> I you left. I didn't want to be associated with him. Yeah. Did you ever find out what happened to him, his fate? No. Wow. No. Oh, yeah. He's yeah if you're packing stuff, okay. you, you the time to pare down your luggage, you know, with okay. your bullets and other stuff is when you're traveling to another country because I guess we've talked about the last thing you want to do is be in a place where you don't know what the laws are like. And, you know, you end up in a jail or something. Lacey, did we find out if God had told him to bring the bullets in the first place? <laughs> Most likely. You know, right. he's a big hunter. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Lacey. He's not Thank a hunter. You. He doesn't have a gun and he's just bringing what? bullets? I, you know what he is? An idiot. An idiot, yeah. yeah. Uh, we will go next to Brian. Hey, Brian, good morning. Good morning, fellas. What's up, buddy? Hey, I my dad, everywhere he goes, he takes a rental car ever since he retired. 
but he insists on taking this old, nasty, greasy toolbox that he's had forever in the back of the car. Okay, so is he handy with cars? Is he is he the kind of guy who could pop the hood and, and fix something if he had to? He he was a reti- he's a retired mechanic, but it's like I tried telling him he's seventy seven years old. I yeah. mean, he got roadside assistance. What do you need the toolbox for? It's kind of cute though. Right? Yeah, yeah. My my dad will travel Thanks. with that stuff in his car. Like always, there's always something like that. All right. Well, let me ask you about this. Here's another scenario of, of taking too much stuff yeah. that you don't really need. Ridiculous uh, stuff on, on a trip. This, if you're just tuning in, the king of Saudi Arabia is taking five hundred and six tons of luggage with him on this trip to Indonesia. Um, we just watched for the first time. Uh, my daughter had never seen the movie Titanic, uh-huh. and in the me- beginning of the movie, Rose, who is the old uh, as the old woman, she's going to this. Uh, you know, they're, they're doing this expedition in the Titanic. Yeah. They fly her out to the ship, and when they get her on board, she's brought all this stuff with her. She's brought photographs that right. she puts up in the room. She brought her dog. She brought her uh, her goldfish, like all a lamp things. too, right? Yeah, a lamp, yeah. all yeah. these things and stuff like that. And then there's another scene uh, from the movie Best in Show. Uh, where uh, uh, um, John the, Michael Higgins, yeah, with the Michael couple, McKean, yeah, they they the in their hotel room, yeah. <laughs> they put up tapestries, yeah. they put up a uh, you know a lampshade with frills on it. How and many stuff kimonos like that. do you need on this right, trip? Right, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm curious if anybody listening brings things to decorate oh, in right. their hotel room with or not, or if that is just a complete. You know, uh, fabrication thing. Yeah, no, I, I guarantee you, people do. Two one five two six three WMMR. Not all the time, but uh, I did go away for Fourth of July once, and I brought uh, red, white, and blue lights for inside the hotel room. Okay, okay, <laughs> that's good. It's for a holiday. Yeah, yeah. But you, you brought the, like light bulbs. You put them in your no, uh, no, like like little string, string lights, lights and okay. I hung them. There was yeah. a sliding door, and I knew what the room looked like before we got there, <laughs> so I hung them over the over the door because I knew we weren't going to be home. So okay, <laughs> it's not close. decoration. I still have them. They're in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> it's not decoration, but my friend, she brings a fan with her wherever she goes because she has to sleep with a fan. We got on a text. Yeah. All right, here's the same a text. Thing, yeah. uh, we bring a fan on every trip. If we fly, we buy a new fan and leave it. Oh my yeah. gosh, that's Your funny. Fan. If my 27 year old daughter's 27 uh, uh, year old daughter goes, must bring two fans. That's funny. I can understand not just the noise. I mean, because I you can you can have that on your you can phone. have that on your app. Uh, real easy to do. But if you need that, if you need that movement of air mm-hmm. in your room, I kind of get that. Uh, I do. You know what? A lot of times, though, the place that you stay at, a lot of them have such cranking. AC systems. A lot of them and do. And you turn that thing on and you'll get your breeze. You, I mean, also, I sleep you the, also freeze to death. I sleep with a fan on every single night. So do I. Yeah. The ceiling too. fan runs constantly yep. in my room. Uh, here's a text that says, uh, at, we let our three-year-old uh, pack uh, a little suitcase of her own for a trip to Disney World. We packed most of the stuff in our luggage. Uh, naturally, at security in the airport, uh, her luggage set off alarms. TSA opened it and found a Disney alarm clock and a bowling trophy. <laughs> <laughs> yes! I love it. Aww. A bowling trophy. That is the best. Because she might, somebody might want to see know. You want to see it? Yeah. Uh, all right. Third time is a charm. Lou? <laughs> Good morning. There we are. Oh, How you doing, Lou? Oh, Lou. I love it. I love it. Uh, so, Lou, what you? I, I, I broke the news uh, earlier because I saw it on my screen here. But you always travel with a baseball. Yeah, a baseball that I got from the Mall of America, and I'm going to tell you why. It was right after 9/11. Yeah. And uh, I used to travel a lot for work, so my mother had said to me, she goes, "Now that was her idea." She goes, "Bring a baseball with you." She goes, "Because if a guy's got a box cutter, at least I got the jump on him if I throw a baseball at his face." So that that's your- a weapon. 
I knew it. I knew it wasn't because he liked to play yeah, baseball yeah, yeah. and he wanted to have a catch. Yeah. I, in fact, I figured it was to throw at somebody yeah. on a plane. Yeah. So you're saying if some like like if someone, God forbid, were to make a play for the cockpit or whatever, right. you you could burn it like a, a you know a pitch right into the back of their head. Sure. Huh? And you I still, still you would still travel with that. I still it, it's in my. Uh, it's in my uh, laptop bag. Everywhere I go, every time I travel, the baseball comes with. I even okay. got a few signatures on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just to make it look legit. Lou, how's your aim? Good. No, no, I'm still good. I I can still throw the baseball. Oh. Listen, Lou. Last time we were discussing you, you weren't you weren't calling in, but I mentioned you. Lou and I, I went out and played golf. We're getting to know each other. In fact, right. we're, we're overdue for a round of golf. By the way, Lou, I do want to play again. Yes, sir. Um, yes. But I, I told these guys you were a. Um, were you a Thai bow instructor at one point? Yes. 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 <laughs> Billy Blanks. His, his life. I want to do Thai bow with Lou. Is, is the best. And he sh- uh. he showed me an ad. And did you train in Krav Maga too, or was it just Thai bow? Yes. Yeah, he did. No, no, I, I trained in, in, in Krav. Yeah. And um, I remember I was telling you, I said, that one of the last times that I did, when I was training with Krav, I was fighting four guys at the end of the, at, at, during training. Yeah. And I, I pumped my shoulder up. That oh, was it. And I had to oh. stop for a while. And yeah. That, that went, because uh, the Krav was probably the most intense I've ever trained. Right. That was intense. Yeah. I mean, you know, because you... No, you yeah. took it all the way. Yeah, so but um, but, but your Tai Bo uh, days, you were you were an instructor, and, and that's what you were doing for a living for a while, right? Yeah, I actually um, I actually was behind Billy Blanks um, <laughs> when he was selling the tape at QVC. And Billy yes. Billy Blanks was the creator of Tai Bo, correct? <laughs> yes. All right. Yes, because I was teaching it at at, at a gym in Westchester. We got to get that footage. We got to get footage of Lou behind Billy Blanks. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Lou, wh- what was the gym and, wh- like, around what year? It was Mitch's, uh, Mitch's yeah. Market Street Gym uh-huh. in Westchester, and it was uh, 88, I mean, oh. I'm sorry, 98, 99 into 2000. Dude, yeah. I may have taken Lou's class. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> you said 99? Yes, 99. Yeah, I, I was there. Yeah. Dude, I may have taken Lou's class. We so my girlfriend Amy and I, just like Arani saying, right. uh, we used to do Tai Bo uh, upstairs on the third floor in our roommate's bedroom when she was at class because we didn't want to sweat in uh, my bedroom, so we would use hers. And then there was a class that started at that gym, and we That's went. And we went and took it. Uh, you, you probably my class. you probably <laughs> had <laughs> Kathy. <laughs> Dude, that is wow. the best. Lou's connections. <laughs> there are tendrils of Lou that go everywhere. Uh, Lou, that's great, man. All right, Lou. Thanks for the story. I'll be in touch. All right. All right, bud. All right. See, who's Lou? All right. Who's Lou? It's a good name for a, uh, a folk album. Tendrils yeah. of Lou. Tendrils yeah. of Lou. <laughs> yeah. By the way, here's a text that says I worked at uh, Peninsula, Ho- uh, Pe- Peninsula Hotel. In New York City, when Saudi princes came, uh, they'd have the biggest suites, and one was a closet, essentially, it says, uh, $37,000 a night Ooh. So, so for they that would... small room. Wow. All right. So, wow. And, and by the way, so uh, uh, in 2015, King Salman and a thousand-person entourage reportedly angered a local mayor, a mayor on the French Riviera after an attempt to build an elevator in a local beach's sand without permission. And this is the, they like to travel with their elevators, they do. clearly. That same year when visiting Washington, D.C., the Royal Enclave uh, bought out the entirety of the 222-room 
Four Seasons Hotel in Washington, D.C. You're talking some serious money. Oh, my God. And just spending it. Just, yeah. just blowing it. Yeah. Stuff like that. That's insane. Um, so, hang on. Let me go to uh, another quick call here. I'm going to go to Linda. Hey, Linda, good morning. Good morning. Hi, Linda. What's happening? Good. I'm calling from Florida. Oh, <laughs> thank you. What what part in Florida do you listen? Oh, God, the villages. Don't come here. They're crazy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's orgies and yeah. all kinds of stuff there. Syphilis. <laughs> wow. Uh, Linda, what did you, uh, what have you traveled with, which is absolutely not necessary? Okay, so I used to live in the Philly area, and we took the kids to Disney World for Christmas. Okay. And I had, they were 10 and 12. I had to pack a Christmas tree with ornaments and a tree skirt, (laughs) so when they got up Christmas morning, their wrapped presents were underneath All right. All right, so Linda, how big was this tree? It was three feet tall. Okay. Okay, it was a little one. All right, yeah. Still. Still three feet, the whole deal. But I get down. Did the notion of actually acquiring a tree when you were down there occur to you? Um, yeah, but. (laughs) (laughs) It wouldn't be the tree you would want. So I spend the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got got you. you. Nice. All right, Linda, thanks for checking in from the villages. Make sure you take your uh, STD medication. Uh, (laughs) All right. I listen you every day on my radio or my t- or my phone app. Oh, that's awesome! The Thank best. you. Are uh, are you a resident there, Linda? Yes, I live here now. I moved two years ago to work, but I I only listen to WMMR in my oh. car. Oh. We love you. Thank you, Linda. Awesome. Take care and good luck Thank with everything. You. All right, Have we'll a good see day. You. Oh, that was Bye. funny. Nice. All right. Well, anyhow, this uh, this is excess to the absolute extreme. So he is uh, the king of Saudi Arabia. Arabia is traveling. And he's taking 506 tons of cargo. This is for nine days. Yeah. Nine days. And I guess they just want it to be as as kingly as possible wherever Ten, he goes. Uh, Ten tons of that are thumbtacks. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, when Zamunda, when the yes, king of Zamunda right, right, came yeah. from right. New York City. That's right. Flower petals everywhere, the whole thing. So, all right, anyhow, thank you for your calls. We have to take a break because... We got money to give away. Can't buy 506 tons worth of luggage with it, but you can definitely do some good with our money clips. And when we come back, a very big announcement that we love in conjunction with the Camp Out for Hunger. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. 93.3 WMMR presents Money Clips. Wow, we have a lot of clips. Your shot at stuffing 500 bucks in your money clip seven times a day. Weekdays at 8, 10, and noon, as well as 2, 4, 6, and 8 p.m. We'll play an audio clip from one of your favorite MMR DJs. So true, Jackson. And then give you a keyword. Text it to 45911. Or if you enter it at WMMR.com or our app, you'll also get entered for the grand prize. 10000 bucks. What the f***? See complete rules at WMMR.com. It's MMR's Money Clips. 
from who else? 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your wallet. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 93.3 WMMR. It's time for an MMR money clip. It'll be a show for everyone who loves music and murder. (laughs) Now, here's your money clip keyword. And the word for you is enormous. Let me spell that for you. (laughs) E-N-O-R... M-O-U-S, all right, E-N-O-R-M-O-U-S, enormous, and you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter that. There are three ways to do it. You can text it to the special contest short code number, which is 45911, or if you'd like to also be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com, and one random entry wins $500 in our company-wide contest. That person will get a call from Beasley. Make sure that you do answer your phone. And contest rules are available at WMMR.com. The whole thing is sponsored by Horizon Services. So the word again for right now is enormous. All right, E-N-O-R-M-O-U-S. Good luck. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. And the B-File is brought to you by Frolic's Farm Fall Festival. Families know that it's not fall without a trip to Frolic's Farm Fall Festival. And kicking off Saturday, October 2nd, there will be a special appearance from Nick McElwain. Hey! Fun for the entire family. It is frolicsfarm.com for information. Um, All right, so this was a messed up story that happened last week, and I have a follow-up to it finally. I didn't put this in the bizarre file. It was just tragic, but there is a little bit behind it now. Maybe you guys heard about this. A witness to a mother and toddler's deadly fall at Petco Park. Mm. Said the mother had a close call before that while jumping on a picnic table bench with her two-year-old son in her arms near the ledge of an upper concourse. The witness said she was shocked to see the mother climb on the bench with her son a second time, and then that's when she fell. The witness said she lost her balance and fell off the bench. I remarked to my son, oh my gosh, she almost fell. Uh, The mother, child, and a man were sitting at a picnic table on the third concourse of the stadium just before the first pitch of the San Diego Padres game. The witness said she was sitting with her son at the table next to the mother and toddler. Said the man was with her and was standing by the railing as a woman started jumping on the bench of the table closest to the railing. And she was holding the baby in her arms. She seemed happy, laughing, and that's when the mother fell off the bench the first time. About 30 seconds or a minute later, she said she jumped back up and did it again, facing the man as she jumped with the baby. And I remember saying, I can't believe she's going to do that again. And then she was gone. So from my vantage point, looking back, it was almost like she rolled over the railing. Uh, so when it, I heard this story initially, and obviously it's tragic, but that she had already had a near miss and did it again. Yes. The investigation is ongoing. Detectives are still gathering evidence and speaking uh, with any possible witnesses. So just a terrible story. All right. Uh, we were talking about luggage just a little while ago. Yeah. Uh, a fraudster made over $300,000 by convincing the likes of American Airlines, United, and Southwest Airlines that they had lost their luggage more than on more than 180 occasions. Oh, my God. Actually, that's within the realm of believability. Uh, JetBlue and Alaska Airlines also fell victim to Pernell Jones Jr.'s fraudulent lost luggage claims over a five-year period. You lost my elevator. Uh, alleged prosecutors from the U.S. Attorney's Office. This is actually, it's a great scam. Yeah. 
but this guy is in a lot of trouble. Jones of Kenner, Louisiana, faces a maximum term of 20 years imprisonment. Wow. Plus a fine of $250,000 after being charged with mail fraud and conspiracy to commit mail fraud. He's going to need that luggage now. Yeah, court documents uh, that were unsealed late last week revealed that Jones had been submitting fake claims for lost luggage since 2015. Hmm. He continued racking up hundreds of thousands of dollars in claims until he was eventually caught in March of 2020. The ploy involved Jones booking domestic flights online using preloaded gift cards in order to avoid leaving a trace of his real name and address so that he could make bookings using a fictitious identity. Mm-hmm. He would then fly into or out of Louis Armstrong New Orleans Airport using a forged form of identification before claiming the airline had lost his luggage. Prosecutors came Jones, uh, claimed that uh, Jones became so brazen in his money-making plot that sometimes he wouldn't even bother bringing a bag along with him to take the airport. And he was still able to obtain a ticket for a check bag and then file a fake lost luggage claim. How do you do that if you have no bag to check? I don't know. Providing uh, airline staff with a long list of high-value items that had allegedly been lost, Jones would submit claims for the maximum reimbursement available for a domestic flight, which is $3,500. In total, he attempted to claim more than half a million dollars from airlines, but managed to get around 300000 in successful claims. That's this is crazy. Now, he's being charged with mail fraud because uh, he conspired uh, to have the compensation payments mailed through the U.S. Postal Service. Ah, uh, yeah. And he and another guy, another guy had done it with him a couple of times, and he's busted, too. I mean, with 300 grand, you could check, like, four or five pieces of luggage. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, how about the story out of uh, Michigan? The body of 57-year-old Gregory Jarvis was found along a private beach Along the Saginaw Bay Friday morning, an autopsy confirms that he drowned, but the police were concerned after they discovered, listen to this, he had a winning lottery ticket in his wallet. Uh-huh. It was still there? Uh, yes. So, and it's not foul play either. So right. This poor sap. Oh, my God. Won the lottery, and then he drowned. Ugh. So, Jarvis uh, had tried to cash the ticket before his death, but he didn't have a social security card that was in good shape. So, he applied for another one. Uh, but before it arrived in the mail, he was found dead along the private beach. Um, uh, according to uh, Blue Water Inn owner Dawn Talaski, she said he was a very nice guy. He was here every day. Uh, she said that um, he was on September 13th. Uh, he was at the Blue Water Inn when he was playing uh, the Club Kino add-on game uh, called the Jack. And he hit the jackpot. It was $45,000. And somebody said, you just won the Jack. He said, that's great. And uh, he was really excited. And on the night of the 19th, he was back in the Blue Water buying rounds for everybody. He still hadn't cashed in the ticket. And the uh, that night, he walked out of the Blue Water Inn. It was the last time anybody had ever seen him. Man. Wow. He, was, uh, he was trying to tie up his boat. And he slipped, fell, hit his head. And he, and he, he knocked That's him it. unconscious. Him and he fell no. in the water. And he drowned. This poor guy. He had a winning lottery ticket. It was $45,000. It wasn't millions, but it was enough for him uh, to help him out. Feet so, is a cruel mistress, Preston. The autopsy shows Jarvis had head injuries consistent with hitting his head on the boat. God. And he drowned, yeah. All right, let's do a better story than that we can end with. Something how, uplifting. How about... I don't think I... I don't know if I have any... <laughs> All right. Something with Uplifting stories. Um... No, no. Okay, no. Okay. All right, something depressing. All right, something depressing. <laughs> let's let's give you this one. Uh, the Illinois Department of Public Health is reporting the first 
Human case of rabies in Illinois since 1954. Someone fully infected with rabies? Yeah. Wow. And, of course, you don't survive that. No. Uh, Anyone who has seen quarantine knows that. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention uh, confirmed the diagnosis after testing in its lab. Oh, man. Mid-August, a resident in his 80s woke up to a bat on his neck. The bat was captured and tested positive for rabies. The individual was advised he needed to start post-exposure rabies treatment, but he declined. Why? One month Why? later, the individual began experiencing symptoms consistent with rabies, including neck pain, headache, difficulty controlling his arms, finger numbness, and difficulty speaking. Like, it's a horrible way to die. So once you have the symptoms, you're a goner. You're a goner. That's yep. it. Uh, the individual subsequently died. Uh, people who had contact with secretions from that individual were assessed and given rabies prevention treatment as needed. Uh, according to a doctor who specializes in this, it says rabies has the highest mortality rate of any disease. However, there is life-saving treatment for individuals who quickly seek care after being exposed to the animal with rabies. If you think you may have been exposed to rabies, immediately seek medical attention and follow recommendations of health care providers and public officials. While cases of human rabies in the United States are rare, with only one to three cases reported each year, rabies exposure is still common with an estimated 60,000 Americans receiving the post-exposure vaccination series each year. You wake up with a freaking bat on your neck? Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's typically fatal. Once symptoms begin, it's almost always fatal, making it vital that an exposed person receive appropriate treatment to prevent the onset of rabies as wow. soon as possible. And bats are the most commonly identified species with rabies, by the way. And there you what go. A freaking nightmare. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, you have five minutes left to get the word enormous over to us. For the MMR money clip, so you know how to do it. Text it to either 45911 or enter it in the MMR app or at WMMR.com. The word is enormous, E-N-O-R-M-O-U-S. That's how you spell it. It's that. a big word for the, that we usually don't have that big. Short and simple, yeah. but ambidextrous is the... <laughs> That's a big one. Yeah. All right, uh, we are prepping. We had a nice big meeting yesterday for the Preston and Steve Camp Out for Hunger, which is uh, arriving on November 1st. It's uh, roughly, it's, it's about three weeks earlier than we normally do. Yeah. And so we are uh, we are preparing for all of that. And we have more details coming as we are putting this whole thing together. But we have a very cool detail that we are going to cover right now. We are excited about this. And we would like to welcome to speak about this the Vice President of operations from Acme Markets, it's Rena Shiles. Who hey, is hey, hey, good morning. Good morning, everyone. Rena, so how excited. are you? I'm great. Oh, how wait a minute. Guys? We have someone else, too. Dana Ward, communications and public affairs. Hey. 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 Oh, my God, it's star-studded. <laughs> good morning, guys. Good so, morning. Rena, you're in your car, and uh, Dana, you're in I an am. office. Do you guys not like each other? <laughs> I had ankle surgery, so oh. I am, uh, you know, I'm, I'm on the mend. Okay, <laughs> and R- Rena's the one who gets uh, likes to get out and about. So it's uh, yeah, I'm but out it, and about. Yeah, That's it's cool. awesome to have you guys with us this morning. Yes, absolutely. So uh, we are partnering once again. We've been doing this for a number of years with Acme Markets in various forms. Uh, they do such great support work and help us. Uh, with really hands-on stuff at the Camp Out for Hunger, uh, having a, a uh, store that we've had on location for years. And the support has been exactly present since the beginning, and, and it's and thankfully we have not had to imagine a world where Acme is not a part of the Camp Out, but 
last year there was a quantum leap forward yes. with everything that went down. And we're happy to say that it's going to happen again this year. Who who would like to take this, uh, Rena or Dana? Which one of you wants to, to spill the information on this? Um, I'll start, and then Dana can wrap it up. So we're so excited about what we did last year, partnering with Preston and Steve. Last year, our total was $1.3 million. Yes. Years prior, we couldn't have done it without you and your fans and just everybody that supported us. And we're so excited about this year and what we're going to do and how easy it is to donate. You just come in and you do it at the pin pad at the register. We're very, very excited. And we got a lot of new stuff that Dana will talk about. But, you know, Preston and Steve, I heard that you're going to be in every store. Yes, <laughs> yes, every we are. Store. Every single store, yes. <laughs> Uh, Every single store. It's amazing our commitment. Well, our cardboard commitment and yeah. our audio form. <laughs> and Remember, our audio so, so form. If you're, too, yeah. if you're shopping in an Acme Market, you might hear Steve and I whispering in your ear. Is it? Because I. That's all. I, I Acme's my store. It's my yeah. gym. But yeah. but uh, uh, when I'm in there and I hear myself, I'm like, oh, that's me. I know. I know. <laughs> it's cool. And our cardboard cutouts, dude. That was so much fun last. It year. was cool. It was cool. It's our way to be in every store. You're right, Renee. Absolutely. So. Oh yeah, and uh, so we're encouraging everyone that comes in and, and does the donation. To take a, a selfie with the cardboard cutout and then post it on Instagram and tag the, the Preston and Steve show, tag Acme. And so that way we can get it out to everybody to let them know what we're doing. And, you know, Steve, I heard you have some favorites at Acme. You oh, have, oh yeah. you love our parfaits and you love our chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're, you're exactly right. No mushy. <laughs> no mushy. <laughs> so people think it's loony, but uh, it is, it is, the, the parfaits are fantastic because the, the, the granola is not mushy, which yeah. drives me crazy. The fruit is fresh and the yogurt is great. And it's more than, it's not this little tiny piddly serving. It's a real serving. <laughs> It's so that's meal. why I love it. And mm-hmm. the chocolate chip cookies, <laughs> which people yeah. mock me for. Trust me, yeah. at Casey, Acme chocolate chip cookies are the best. Well, and you, you can't sleep on the uh, signature <laughs> brand ice cream that they have, right? No. You can only get it at Acme. No, no, no. Mint cookie oh, crumble, yeah. mint cookie crumble, and oh. now my new favorite is the salted caramel pretzel oh. signature brand oh. ice cream. I'm oh, telling right. you. Very out good. of this world. Oh, and I got two words for you. Fried chicken. Fried, Fried chicken. Fried chicken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they got the good chicken today. Monday, yes. Yeah. And then, Dana, I'll turn it over to you to finish the rest. <laughs> yeah. So this year, our theme is to destigmatize hunger. So something we learned last year, um, we all learned, was that um, everyone is pretty much one layoff away from um, facing food insecurity. Food insecurity doesn't discriminate. Um, and it's really sad to think about that. So, um, you know, we're working with Camp Out and with Phil Abundance and all of our um, food partners that this year what's going to happen is not only are we collecting to go towards those holiday meals, we're also collecting so that we get grocery cards right directly in the pocket of those that need it so that they can, you know, shop with dignity in our stores right at their local Acme. Um, And that's something that the viewers uh, or the listeners um, for uh, Preston and Steve are going to help do. Well, this this has been this is a key essential element. And and thanks for bringing that up is that we've been singing that song for many years with the Camp Out for Hunger, which is everyone hits a hits a bad streak. Everyone has a point where they 
they need a helping hand and 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 not being afraid to do that and making it more inviting to because there's just so many people that want to help but everyone yeah. when they feel down they're like i don't know i'm going to be in imposition i don't want to be that person so to provide this and to as you said remove the stigma from it goes a great long distance in helping people put food on the table. Acme's commitment has been sensational. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Preston, obviously since we're doing it earlier, the actual point of purchase um, uh, promotion will go past the camp out itself. here's what's going to happen. So it's going to start... On November 1st, so it, I'm, I'm sorry, it's going to start on October 1st is yeah. when this whole program begins. Tomorrow, you'll be able yeah. to donate. Now, we are going to take, we do that camp out for hunger. At the end on that Friday, that's when we are finished. And we'll, we'll take those totals and we'll tell you what has been raised at that point. But when we're done with that, and we'll consider that to be, you know, finished. This, right. is, what, this is what 2021's camp out for hunger was. But the donations will continue, I believe, Dana, if I'm correct, all the way through uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, the the Wednesday Wednesday night uh, before Thanksgiving is when we knock or shut it off at eleven fifty nine. So they will have plenty of time to donate. How about that? Um, yeah, that, that? That means everything because you're what you're going to do through your generosity is allow us to access that point of purchase uh, as people are shopping for Thanksgiving, which yeah. is obviously a time when the shopping will increase. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it'll be great. I I. 100% believe that we should have another record-breaking year. I mean, all the campaigns that we've done this year have been record-breaking. Um, you know, it was great that we more than doubled our years past last year. And I think, you know, the more and more we talk about it and the more we get in front of everybody about, you know, anybody can face hunger insecurity. And the great thing about Camp Out and working with you guys is that we get to combat that every single year. We love it. Well, with this Head Start program and the pay at the pin uh, option, is it, um, do you have a couple different options? Can you, uh, you know, donate, you know, five, 10, whatever amount you want, or even round up if you want to? Yes, absolutely. So so right at the pin pad, you'll see the option of five, 10, or 12 this year. Um, you'll also have the other amount. So if you any any amount will take, obviously. Um, and then you do have the uh, ability to ask the cashier to round up your order as well. Okay. That's fantastic. And I'll tell you something. Um, I Prior to this being a part of the camp out, when I would see that pop up, I would always say, oh, yeah, absolutely. Because there's so many good causes that you guys help support through that. And this has been a marriage made in heaven for especially last year when, honestly, we were going into it thinking we were going to be decimated and were it not for <laughs> you guys and obviously our, our other people like Subaru and other people, companies and, and just everyone who donated totally reversed every fear that we had. Uh, from, from your mouth to God's ears, uh, hopefully this is a record breaker again, but I think it, this is the beginning of a, uh, of a wonderful trend here. Oh, I hope so. Um, and I, I really have no doubt. I think we did amazing things last year. Um, you know, we have, we're starting tomorrow, so we have plenty of time and I mean, I can't wait to come on with you guys camp out week to tell you a little sneak peek of where we are. Yeah, awesome. And I want to thank you for doing this uh, for us. And, and as a result, you guys run campaigns all year long and because of, you know, uh, what you do, have done for the camp out for hunger and because of how easy it is, I continue to do that whenever I shop at Acme because there's always that option. Always so, supported. Yeah, always supported. Always I mean, they, they stepped in. You guys did for Big Brothers, Big Sisters. Uh, and, and every time you go in there, there's something good. And, and we get a, a significant chunk of time with this thanks to your generosity. And again, that's what's going to make the Herculean uh, chore a little less um, difficult. And yep. uh, so we're looking forward to the results. Yep. Raina, we're excited about it. Are you? 
I'm excited. And I want to remind everybody, don't forget on game day, when you wear your Eagle gear, you get 5% off your total order. So Love make it. sure you come dressed as an Eagle fan and you get uh, 5% off. Hey, Raina, yeah, you're, you're, evenings can go right to camp out. Ah, yeah, nice. Go right to camp out. Ooh, yeah. okay. Raina, since you're in your car, could you do some donuts for us yeah. in the parking lot? <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, well, we'll let you go because we, if you're going to get an accident, we don't want to have that live on the radio. Uh, but we love you guys. Uh, Raina and Dana, thank you so much for being yeah. on this morning. And thank you to Agme for the continued amazing support of Camp Out for Hunger. The Head Start program starts tomorrow at your local Acme. So my Acme's on, uh, there's two. I have the one in Roxburgh and the one in Mermaid Lane. Uh, and uh, they, they did a whole overhaul on that, Preston. And now they, they got the booze working over there, too. Ooh, so uh, the wine. my wife is happy with that. So you can round up, you can donate whatever you want, but uh, it, it get started, help us, give us a nice boost, because obviously we're still facing some serious challenges uh, with the limitations that are available, and uh, we need your help. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a second, so make sure you stay put. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Hi, Tilly. This is Annie Allman, GM of the Reading Terminal Market. I want to personally invite you to come experience our over 70 small businesses, offering everything from fresh meats, produce, and groceries to prepared eats and sweets. For almost 128 years, we've been feeding Philly. Located in Center City, we are open, stocked, and ready to serve you seven days a week. We are your Reading Terminal Market, and we can't wait to see you. Next message. Hello, this is Todd from Douglas L. Gibson Enterprises Incorporated. Are you looking for a great way to enhance your deck or patio with shade from a retractable awning or screen system? DL Gibson is your family-owned and operated Sunsetter and New Image retractable awning authorized dealer. Check us out online, dlgibson.com, to set up your free awning consultation today. Mention this ad and receive an extra $200 off your purchase of any awning. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. Uh, I forgot to tell you guys, we have a mystery guest on the show today. Oh. Uh, and the mystery guest has uh, something special that they'd like to share. So let me go to the phones here. Uh, hello, mystery guest. What is it special that you have to share with us? Um, I just won five hundred dollars. <laughs> Guys, people of the Delaware Valley, I would like you to meet Kelsey. This is Kelsey. Kelsey, this is hey. everybody. How you doing? Hi, everybody. Hi. Doing awesome. Excellent. Where are you from, Kelsey? I'm from a little old town called Upper Black Eddy. Upper, Upper Black, Black Eddy. Ah. I've heard of Upper Black yes. Eddy before. Yeah, my friend lives there. Yeah. So you live on a farm, I'm guessing. <laughs> no, don't live on a farm. Oh, all right. Next to one. <laughs> next to one. Nice. Well, listen, uh, Kelsey, you did it. You made it through. Uh, which uh, uh, way did you use to to enter the uh, the word today? Uh, I did it online on uh, the website. Oh, nice. I've got good news. Yeah. You're, now, you're now registered for $10,000 as well. And the way your luck is going, girlfriend, I feel good about uh, it. You'll be owning yeah. that farm next to you. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, congratulations. And more than anything, thank you listening for D- to WMMR. Thank you guys so much. All right. It's Kelsey, everybody. Yeah. Nice yeah. job. Oh, you want to play this yeah, for her? this is for her. Black Eddie. Black Eddie. Black Eddie. Bam, bam. 
I didn't understand the Kelsey connection. <laughs> like, song has nothing to do with Kelsey. It, remind, it rhymes with Betty. Upper Black Eddie. Yeah, I'm an, I'm an Eddie. Black Kelsey. Black Betty. <laughs> Um, all right. You know what? Um, uh, yeah, I think it's time that we uh, that we turn our minds on and we dive into the world of stats and info and studies. The Just Saying Institute has uh, opened up. Uh, please stroll the grounds and enjoy. The Just Saying Institute, home of the largest thumbtack factory in the world. <laughs> in the world? In the world. Wow. We have the largest consumer of thumbtacks right here in our studio. Yeah, it works out. She's not paying attention, but Sorry. that's okay. No, it's okay. She's trying to Eddie. enter the next the uh, the next uh, call to win in. Well, it's interesting because the uh, the first bit of information I bring up is how uh, Americans check their phones ninety six times per day. <laughs> that's it. Uh, yes, a new survey found that does seem low for a lot of people. That people uh, check their phone a lot. Yeah. Uh, showing that Americans check their phones some 96 times a day or once every 10 minutes. I think there's... Oh, it's way more than that. I've seen... The, listen, there's been a ton of stuff mm-hmm. coming out, and I've been watching it all on my phone. No, I'm kidding. The the um, the amount of specials, you know, you had that Netflix special a while ago about social media, uh, it is a drug. It is a drug. Mm-hmm. It has... For, for so many people... My wife and uh, she plays these games on her phone, and and they're they're good. She just like like a lot of memory stuff and things like that. So it's it's not like it's you know she you know draw the pig or whatever. Uh, but it's <laughs> it's something that's more engaging. But she's she spends a lot of time on the phone looking at the screen. Yeah, it is a draw. Yeah, Rochelle does too. And I kind of sit there and look, and I go, hmm, okay. Yeah, you know what I mean. I I, I don't want to say what are you doing. No, time no, there, no, you know no, I mean? no. And I, I would never <clears throat> criticize, but I think on so we're you know at a certain point though, if you're in the formative stages of your life, and this is the uh, like a drug to you. Yeah. What's stalling while you're doing this? Let me ask you this, though, Steve. You spend a lot of time on your laptop. Yes. Do you differentiate between the two? No, they're all screens. Okay. Uh, you know, so so I, I think now what I'm doing on it a lot of times as, I, as I'm reading, I like... I just absorb as much pop culture as I can so that when we have conversations on yeah, the show... Yeah, it's all work when I'm Right, 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 yeah. yeah. So that, that I'm up to speed on all this superfluous... I want to know if Courtney had a nip slip. Right. Um, so, so um, but that's, you know, that's, that's what the deal is about. And then right. otherwise, I'm not doing... Uh, social media, I'm not on constantly... Uh, yeah, but to me, there's no difference. If you're picking yeah. up your phone to open up Instagram or to read an article or to text somebody, what's the difference? Yeah. I think that this particular article just touches on not necessarily social media, but just using your phone you know, for whatever you're using it for. Kathy, I think the difference is uh, how you are able to justify it to other people, right? Well, so that's like, what if I'm, I'm doing that's what work, I'm no, I'm doing work. It's no, okay. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, and that's yeah. really a case because, yeah. like... <laughs> Uh, Claire would always bristle at the notion that she's playing video games. Yeah. But they're, they're, it's a video screen. You're right. playing video games. So, Kath, I want to ask you a question because uh, you and I are the only ones in the room that get our nails done. Um, <laughs> so, when you are getting, when you're getting a manicure, obviously, you really can't be on your phone. But when you're getting a pedicure, are you on your phone the whole time? the whole time because the, they have the massage chair so sometimes I like to do the mas- massage chair oh so maybe God. when that's up okay. then, I'll, then I'll pick up my phone because the place that I go to is like the only place in our entire area that has terrible cell phone coverage and it's oh so and you I'm, have like nothing I'm, to do I'm there for an hour uh, and I'm like your oh girl's God, there it's not, I right? know but I mean there's 
Why don't you, you average out of your story? You don't, you don't talk. A, but yeah. it is a good t- Yeah, it's hard to talk to them sometimes but yeah. because they're working. But, uh, yeah, it is a good time to, like, scroll through social media or do emails or something. And it's like, oh, my, oh my God. Like, what do I do for this next hour? Yeah, I'm just yeah. sitting here, just, you know. <laughs> And like, well, then do I ask them for their Wi-Fi? Well, that's uh, part, yeah. that's part of the problem. Then, uh, yeah. so you know, what do I do sitting here for the next hour or so? You can just Relax. kind of meditate a little bit. Well, not I usually have music not, on. Full on meditate, but I mean, think about things, contemplate. You know, you could, you should take that time to do that. I think that is something that you know? is being um, that that art of a contemplative doing uh, nothing time. Doing nothing is, yeah. is so for me. That is when I am um, thinking creatively or, or, or anything where you're just, I wonder, and you're working out things in your mind about how you want to approach life and, and, yeah. and how you can get to another screen, screen quickly. No, no, but I, no, I, I, I think that there's a place for that. A lot of people have not developed that. Yeah. I walked into um, a business the other day and the girl said, oh, you're my first client. And it was like one o'clock. Yeah. And she had been there since 10. And I go, oh, my God, do you get so bored here? And she goes, no, I don't get bored. I go, what do you mean? She goes, in general, in life, I don't get bored. And Uh I was like, you don't? I go, well, then what do you do? And she goes, I don't know. She goes, I think. I meditate. She goes, I'm, I'm, I'm writing something right now. And I was, okay. I just thought it was very interesting. She was young, like maybe, maybe uh, young 20s. And uh, I was like, oh, that's a good look on it. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm taking yes. the time, even though nobody's come in here, to do other stuff. Okay. Um, it says here that uh, the there, it's a 20% jump, the amount of screen time that people spend, or at least checking their phones. Do you have your 20% analytical? 20% jump from a similar survey just two years ago. Do you have your thing on, the, the thing that analyzes how much screen time you've spent? It pops up. Like I think on Sunday, yeah, it'll, whatever, it'll, it'll yeah. give me yeah. a it'll give me a, a report and uh, it'll you say stay? you're you're up so and so or you're down so and so. If mine says it's up, I get mad. <laughs> like I get mad at myself. I'm like, how you, you can't be up? You, and I mean, I will. I look at that because I'm like, okay, you're you're on it too yeah. much. Um, take, where take would a I find that? next time? It, it, yeah, it's, um, it's in settings. But Kathy, take a screenshot next time, and uh, uh, I'm curious as to your average hours. Oh, per I know day. what it is. Yeah, yeah. I'm like three hours a day is good for me. Okay, I, so I, if, I, if I start reaching four, I'm like, okay, I'm at too much. I'm just as addicted as the next person. But uh, what I find helps is literally just putting a phone in the other room or leaving it if you're going to go out for a walk or whatever. Just not taking it with you um, forces you obviously yeah. to not be on it. I can't trust my screen time because I listen to audiobooks well, through my phone thing, yeah. in the car, and that's. An hour each day, right. at least, maybe a little bit more than an hour each yep. day, and sometimes more if I'm driving far. What, so I, I wonder, are phone calls, is that? That counts. That, yeah, I would think yeah, so. Does like, it? Do phone calls, yeah. or, or would an audio, audio you book can, you count can, as screen time? Yeah, because when you when you go through the analytics, when that comes up every Sunday morning, it'll it'll chart which things you're actually using it for. So yeah. if right. you've used Instagram the most that week, or if you, if you make a ton of phone calls, it'll say those things. I okay. spend time on, on YouTube on my phone. It'll say, all right, you spent uh, four hours on YouTube this week. See, when when be... I do, when I am listening to an audio book, the, the screen does stay on. So yeah. does I, I assume that's... Well, all right. that would be yeah. like a phone call. So whenever I get in the car, if I have a, a long drive, like every day when I leave here, I talk to the same person when I leave, and it takes me about 20, 25 minutes to get home. So, How are you doing, sweet? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but I'm on the phone with her. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So that's 25 minutes every single day is yeah. just one ca- phone call with her. Yeah, I mean, it's literally everything you do on your phone. Yep. So uh, so we have a Roku, and if I'm using the Roku remote, mm-hmm. uh, because... 
It'll pop up. Yeah, it's, it's every, my family loses remotes like every <laughs> single day. So at least we, I can grab the remote on my phone. So when I do that, that that counts. So I use my Roku remote for eleven minutes a week. I still don't have email on my phone. I never no. have. Got, oh, I never wow. have said. I have to. Though. I did that on purpose. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so wait. So do you sit down at home at your computer and check yes. your email? Okay. Yep, that's what I do. Um, so it's, it's a different. Space in my yeah. world, I think. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I, and I do relegate certain things to to the phone, uh, you know. And and uh, again, I'm, I'm on I'm on the laptops, but I'm also like uh, I'm producing a lot, or I'm I'm doing um, other things that are not necessarily like YouTube or whatever. But mm-hmm. you listen, it, it's you're, you're justifying it. I mean, you, yeah, yeah. We're, it's all screen time, yeah. but yeah, you're you're yeah. doing the same thing. Is that everybody justifies the reason why they're on the screens or on the phones? So uh, a guy named John Grollo, who is the uh, founder of online health resources Psych Central, said that uh, what we look for is that if uh, is that it's having a significant negative impact on their ability to do things they normally they do normally every day, like going to work in school and being able to have positive relationships in their life. The disorder really happens when the person feels like it's interfering with their everyday life. So, so if you feel like that's coming along, then you may have a problem with it. You've had that feeling. I think we've all had that feeling at some time. Like, the, I, the, I, I got to get off this. I got to. Sure. I'm, I'm going to go outside. Yep. And, and of course. I'm to bring my computer outside. If I leave it somewhere, which I, I have more, yeah. more, on many occasions, and that moment of anxiety that you have. Um, I, and then I, I will let it go. Yeah. You know, I'll be, at, at first I'll be like, oh man, I didn't bring my freaking phone <laughs> with me. Really? And then it's better. And then I'm like, well, it's not the end of the world. You're going to be okay. And mm-hmm. then it ends up, you're fine. And then an hour later, I will go and get my phone. There's five messages, you know, from somebody. I'm like, damn it. Yeah. Dear Mr. Elliot, we want to let you know there's an hour left to claim your lottery prize. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so anyhow, uh, yeah, uh, phones are up and uh, phones uh, time is up and people, Americans, check their phones at least 96 times per day, according to this particular study. And I found other studies at oh. the uh, Just Saying Institute. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is good news. The wealth of information that is available at the Just Saying Institute <laughs> makes you want to purchase thumbtacks. Uh, Canadian researchers <laughs> analyzed the lifespans of over 13,000 600 semi-supercentenarians, people who live past the age of 105, and they found that beyond the age of 110, when people with poor genes and terrible health have typically died off already, the chances of someone continuing to live is about 50%. But study authors add that their findings suggest someone could reach the age of 130 in this century. Uh-huh. So, in other words, their scientists are now predicting that the possibility of someone living to 130 is going to happen at some point in this century. By the way, there's no way to know that someone has not reached that age. Yes, sure. Uh, I mean, if you, you, you have remote villages and you have places all over the world where, they, you know, they're, they're you know... Uh, uh, Gorchki Maglovich in, uh, you know, former uh, Soviet Georgia is not running, you know, it, it, was that one of the places cited for the longest living oh, yeah. people? Uh, and, uh, we, you know, hmm. th- there could be people doing that, but it's, it's, it's wild. But you mentioned something that I think is, is critical, Preston. What's your quality of life like yeah, when right. you're 130? Yeah, right. I, um, there's not a, um, longevity is not a, a trait, a male trait in my family, right? Mother's side, father's side right. is, is, you know, my dad died the day before his 70th birthday and he was the longest living male in. Is his, that right? Yeah. In recent history? In recent no history. That, that okay. as far as we know. Well, you're going to exceed that by well, 40 no, years. I, I mean, yeah. Listen, I'm preparing yeah. as if I'm going to, you right. know, I, I don't know if I'm, if I'm gone or not. Yeah. There, there's, you know, tomorrow's not guaranteed, but you know, I'm going to prepare in the process. Uh, 
But again, quality of life. Like I have, uh, you know, some cousins that uh, are a generation older than me that are living a great life. They're active, quality, quality, quality. Yes, and you know, and I'm just I'm looking at them. I'm like, well, when I'm 60. When I was 65, like, that's what I want to be doing. I want to be riding my bike for 50 miles, or I want to be hiking in the Grand Canyon. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I want to be doing. So you do that. Yeah. No, yeah. That, and you, you make, so I have, I have on the male side of my family, the longevity is that they, yeah. uh, my mother, um, you know, passed, but it was smoking that led to her, her early death. But, um, yeah, I, you get what you get, you know? That's it. You get what you get. Cause some people, uh, the, the quality of life. Uh, is a crapshoot. Yes. I mean, sometimes your your body genetically just is not going to hold up as far as mobility and and comfort and things like that go. And we Screen just, we time. All, we all hope yeah. that uh, that we do get that. So I was thinking about this yesterday. I was uh, I I went to the gym and I was in the pool and there's not much you can do in the pool besides swim and think. Yeah. Uh, right. Oh, and you can do other stuff. You can do. If other you put stuff. your crotch up against the water exchange, <laughs> yeah. it's like being at the nail salon. The yeah. Jet. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> The jet. Kathy knows. <laughs> but it when, works for both sexes. You can do other stuff in the pool, trust me. Oh, yeah, I guess you can. <laughs> but I was thinking about, like, uh, you know, like my 20s and my 30s, and I didn't, like, have a care in the world. And so now, like, I, I, I'm just... I'm just trying to like you know this is like now the entree for the or, or the appetizer for the rest of my life right. and so like what I do over these next twenty years are going to I hope pay dividends you know for beyond you're going in the right direction I hope I don't I hope I can keep it up though are you getting the soup in the world of life always okay yeah man you're soup the app. App, yeah so you've already gotten the soup I got now the, you're soup. At the app yeah, yeah. I, the, the soup exactly. now app and then you got the entree and then you have uh, the after uh, well no you get a coffee before the dessert before in, the dessert in a, I usually in, get the dessert and then the coffee in a perfect okay. scenario okay. dessert okay you <laughs> die just at the moment you've taken the last sip of your post meal cappuccino right. mm-hmm. and then a nice healthy a dump in the yes. restaurant before you drive home okay oh exactly. ew, really oh yeah in the restaurant in the restaurant you drive home absolutely so the waiters have to carry out that's no, horrible. ew, just go to your own house. <laughs> yeah, you want to crap yourself at home. I think a, a nice restaurant bathroom, Kathy, is probably nicer than my bathroom. Oh, so. okay. That's yeah. tragic. Yeah. Anyway, some people might live to 130 in this century. All right, I have another thing. This one speaks to Kathy Romano. A, according to a recent study at the Frank, at the uh, not Franklin Institute, the Jesse <laughs> Institute. Same thing. The greater variety of birds in your surroundings, yeah. the happier you are likely Whoa. to feel. Kathy. Okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, so scientists. This is so boring. I thought. I thought it was going to be something good. From Kathy. the University like about of, nail polish or Target. Oh my of God. Peel conducted a large-scale research on whether diversity in natural surroundings increases human well-being. Uh, using data from the 2012 European Quality of Life Survey. We're still on quality of life here. Amen. The researchers studied the connection between the diversity of bird species in their surroundings and the life satisfaction of more than 26,000 adults from 26 countries. And they found that exposure to an additional 10% of bird species boosted the respondents' satisfaction with their lives as much as comparable increases in income. Well, I will say, uh, what I what I think is stupid are, like, the dumb brown birds that don't really look like anything. Yeah. Like, that is so boring to me. Uh, why you would want to watch them. Like a standard sparrow? No idea. Right. Correct. Um, but, like, if if a bluebird or a, a cardinal? something or... with, um, yeah, like, just oh. anything with, like, color that's pretty catches my eye when it's flying by. I'm like, oh, and I, I'll follow it in the trees and I'll see where it goes. So. Ah! Yeah. Ah! 
And who's Lou called in this morning? He keeps sending me pictures of these bright colored birds. Um, yeah. So if I saw them, you know, uh, that I would be okay with. All right, so sparrows, robins don't do anything for you? No. Those little cat birds, the ones that like screech and go after cats all the time, that doesn't do anything for you? I don't you? know what that is. It's, it's that dumb. I don't even know. No, what... I don't know. <laughs> what kind of bird is that? Do you I know, d- I know nothing I don't know. of this cat bird thing. There's a cat, yeah, the yeah, fabled cat bird. Cat bird seat? Yeah. yeah. There's also walking birds. <laughs> is it, it, okay, it is called a cat bird. Yeah. I didn't know it was actually called a cat bird. It's I just a cat bird. Like a cat are, bird. They, are they around here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, In fact, one of them is bird. Yes, my, you uh, you've my... seen them a million times. You just don't know because you're not okay. paying attention. Yeah. No, I boring. pay attention to the birds I see. <laughs> I absolutely do. <laughs> I bet you've seen cat birds. Okay. Did you guys see the dead bird outside of our building this week? Yes. Yeah, uh, so one... we, we, I assumed it flew into the glass. Yeah. I, I hate seeing that. Yeah. It was a small one, too. It was a small, colorful uh, bird. It was an ostrich. Could you... I, it, it just ran straight into it. Just ran. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you this. I I think when you hearing birds, hearing that activity, uh, is so soothing and so wonderful uh, on a spring day or e- even now. Uh, this is somebody they found a picture of a dead ostrich. Um, but the uh, yeah. So it's it's. Uh, I, I can see how on a soothing, calming level, it would it would it would better your life in some way. Totally. I mean, yes. to me, also being able to hear the sound of waves. Or the ocean yeah. would yeah. probably have a conducive effect as well. I think it all goes to your mental well-being, right? We have a lot of great uh, birds in my area. I mean, I see a red-tailed hawk at least once a day. And from time to time, hear them do that screech as they fly over. Yeah. Uh, and we, obviously, we have uh, <laughs> robins and there's some finches. And, and uh, um, yeah, there's tons of different I, variety of birds. I, I love checking them out. I saw a, um, a group of, or it was maybe like three or four bald eagles, and there must have been a nest in uh, the the forest that I was next to, and that was cool. Like to see them, I'm like, oh, you like they're... eagles, you like like peregrine falcons, well, you like birds of prey. Like yeah. no, 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 but oh. like it's not the, the bald eagle is not something you're going to see every day. What and... about blue jays? I do I, every you, morning. Every now and then, I see a blue jay. I don't see a lot of them, but there's got to be an area where they uh, thrive and and they exist more than around here, right? Uh, I see a lot of blue jays. Actually, uh, yeah. I don't see enough. Of them. Yeah. Well, I'll send mine over to you. All right. Please do. I'll, I'll send you a couple of cardinals. Thank you, man. All right, cool. So, according to findings, the happiest Europeans are those who can experience numerous different bird species in their daily life or who live near the natural surroundings that are home to many species. I love the birds. Why birds, though? Primarily because they are one of the most visible types of wildlife, especially yes. in urban areas. Even if you can't always see them, you can't often hear birds singing. Another aspect that influences life satisfaction is the surroundings where birds are often found, such as in lush green parks and near bodies of water. So that's part of it. They're the most visible wildlife and to humans. And experienceable, if that's a word, because of the, the sounds they the generate. Sound. Yeah. So uh, you're saying that people are, 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 there's a better quality of life, they're more likely to earn more. Yeah. Uh, well, no, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> that you are, you are uh, taller, better looking. No, no. You are as satisfied oh. with your life uh, if if you're around birds. Then it, it's comparable to increases in income. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Do you like seagulls, Chris? Do you care? Yeah, I think they're awesome. In fact, I've tried to do a little research on the birds. Now, you know, being a resident or having a residence at the shore, um, I've I've tried to find the classifications of the. Uh, gulls that are on the Jersey Shore, and once you start to research birds, my God, the the Forget information it. is voluminous, and I have not been able to go through and find the ones that have like the the white body and the black head. Yeah, All right. There's those, and then there are the larger ones that have, kind of have like gray tips on some of their um, on their feathers, 
And we'll I, I want to find, I find the names of these. Okay, I'll let you borrow a book. It's called The Sibley Guide to Eastern Birds. I, I read it all the time. I am a dork when it comes to birds. Can you find the ones for every, me? Because there's so much yeah, information. Every single one of them. And uh, it's it's actually really useful. And I, I love bird watching. I'm the opposite of Kathy when it comes to this type of thing. I find <laughs> it completely relaxing. Everything in this study is, is speaking to me. But... Uh, specifically, the gulls and, and the birds that you see a lot of, but there are different ones. And so, yeah, yes. I'll, I'll bring in. I'll bring it in tomorrow. So I love when we catch uh, when we see an osprey that yes. has um, a fish. Yeah. yeah, and it's and that happens all the all time. time down yeah. there. It's so cool. So the John Hine, uh, the you know, the, the park by yeah. the uh, by the airport, osprey all over the place. Right. Yeah. You know what's cool, and I don't know if you've caught this or not, press. Uh, but when the seagulls will go down and they'll catch like a clam. And they drop it on the pavement, and they'll yeah. pick it up. And can you yeah, drop, crack drop, it. drop to crack it open? Yeah, like there's, that's so intuitive. You it's ever so see smart. them drop it into a pot of boiling water, and then they'll have a clam bake? Yes. Yeah, they go yeah. out of the way. Hey, what are the what are the little ones that run like a thousand miles an hour? Sandpiper. Uh, as the yeah, as the shores come, as the uh, the the waves are coming Probably in. Probably a sandpiper. Sandpiper. Yeah. Okay, those are kind of fun to watch too. Listen, it is, I, 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 it's an amazing experience, amazing part of. Of the the whole thing, I find it very soothing and engaging, and a lot of people don't. I I don't think I'm going to sit there with uh, binoculars, no. but I love the environment that they provide. You know, I saw and jackhammers. I like jackhammers. <laughs> a couple of days ago, I actually was on Sunday. I saw one of those giant like swarms of pterodactyl of pterodactyl. <laughs> And they were doing that thing where they oh. all flow in the air together. So what, what type of bird routinely does that? I don't know. Nick, Nick what, what is it a swift? Uh, uh, Starling does it a lot. Starling? Swallows them. Starlings, Where yeah, they the... move and it appears like, like a, an undulating mass in the sky. Yeah, it was on Sunday I saw that. Okay, so the, the gull with the, the black head and the white body is called the laughing gull. And they're, are they the ones that go, eh? <laughs> <laughs> They'll stand there and go, eh, 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 eh like that. Yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was and, a good And impression. they kind of, uh, I think they're either signaling, I found something over here, or they're saying, stay the F away, this is mine. I can't tell. Or this is very mine. funny. Mine. Yeah. Mine. They really yeah, should just shut like, up, yeah. right? It's like, oh my God. I found something. Let's go to show the French fry. They can't help. You know, it. I had one train grab something out of my hand on the beach this week or this uh, summer, and yeah. he didn't get it. And then I was like, ah. but his mouth did get on it, his, or his beak. Yeah, he got a That's beak hot. on it. He got a beak on it. I was like, does he have diseases in his beak? Should I continue to eat this? Oh, yeah. I ate it. So, oh, really? Yeah. See, I might not have eaten it had a wild animal gotten part of its. Uh, you're, you're okay, though. There's I'm a okay. five second rule when a filthy animal's beak lands on your food. <laughs> Hang on, I'm going to go to John. Uh, John, good morning. Hey, how are you? Good. What's up, John? Hey, just wanted to give you a quick. I turned the radio on, just heard you guys talking about bird migration as I was jumping in my car to head to Fort Washington Park. Uh, to watch the eagle and hawk migration uh, uh, time of year. They ooh. come back through, and they actually have someone up there on a big platform talking to you and helping point them out and talk to you all. Where, where is this, John? Fort Washington State Park. Huh. Right I, it's right near the uh, yeah. turnpike. Like, if you're driving yeah. in between Willow Grove and Fort Washington exits, it's on the huh. south side of the uh, of the turnpike. Yeah, it's a great spot. Okay. And so someone actually gets up on a platform and directs bird watchers where to look? Uh, they have a big platform that is there all the time where you can watch. And during this time of year, because it's migration time, they have someone rep- uh, someone up there uh, helping people understand, you know, what they're looking at, where to look. Uh, <laughs> wow. and, and they track them. And they have a chart there where they track how many they see every day. Any any particular time of day that this happens uh, that you know of, John? 
All day long. Okay. All day long. All right. I, I think I'd want to do that. Park, yeah. Yeah. That's excellent. All right. Thanks for the heads up, John. We appreciate it. All right, catch you later. All right, see you later, man. Okay, nice. There's no place to go buffalo watching here, right? Uh, well, mm, yeah. Uh, El- oh, yeah. Elmwood Park Zoo. Trexler yeah. Lehigh Game Preserve. Oh, there you uh, go. They got bison. All right, um, do I have time for another one? Oh, we do. The music says we do. We do. Mm. All right, uh, I think I'm going to go with this. This is an interesting study from uh, the Justin Institute. Actually, it's from the Ohio State University Researchers. Which is a division of the Justin Institute. So if you hesitate, someone might be learning from you. And I'll explain. So the researchers found that when people saw others in their group hesitate before making a choice, mm. they were about twice as likely to break from the group and make a different choice. So when they see somebody showing reticence, yes, it can change their opinion. It influences them. Yes. The study <laughs> co-author said, said what was that? that's you changing your mind. Ah. <laughs> uh, said when uh, we see other people hesitate before making a choice. That tells us they were conflicted, that they weren't entirely sure uh, they were making the right decision. Uh-huh. That makes people less confident in the group consensus and frees them to make decisions based on their own information. Uh, that can help groups escape bad outcomes, it says. Right. So if someone's there being less than resolute, it forces you to kind of collect your own information and make it your own decision. It's a second guess, uh-huh. yes. Uh, he adds that the findings here aren't necessarily a universal rule. And that there may be some decisions for which uh, taking longer to choose could indicate a more thoughtful choice. Would this hold true for birds as well? Probably for birds. Uh, I'm, I see myself falling to this. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Sometimes I um, I find myself uh, influenced by other people and their opinion. Like Olivia Jade. Who's she again? She's an influencer. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the Dancing <laughs> with Stars thing. Uh, no, I find myself when I, when I, uh, when I feel that, and, and I can't give you a good description of All this right. part. Make but, if, up. but if I hear someone else's opinion on something, whatever it may be, a um, a style, a uh, I'm just I'm just throwing things yeah. out there, um, a, a movie, I don't know, whatever that it, no, because a movie I already have informed <laughs> an opinion on. But anyhow, someone else's opinion can make me go, hmm, maybe that isn't what I thought it was. You know right. what I mean? No, yeah. I, that's completely makes sense. You're you can't assimilate all the world's knowledge, and so you, you we take cues from other people mm-hmm. a lot of times now. If it's someone I think is an abject a-hole, I'm probably just going to dismiss. You well, know. yes. Yeah, but if, if it's someone I, I have some um, respect for uh, or, or, you know, uh, seems to know what they're talking about to some level, mm-hmm. I'll consider what they're doing. And if I see them less than inclined to believe it, yep. it it won't make me, uh, won't give me a decisive angle on it because I, I always do my own vetting. But it will it will help make my decision. Yeah, I have enough people in my life that I that I trust and and that I that I love that um, I will seek out their opinions on things before I. Casey, what can I help you with? No, yeah, yeah. Not like, that guy. That guy scares yeah. me. Who was I that? I just tell him that. To... He's an elder. I am the elder. No, yeah. If you have, um, if I have you... my older brother. Like I just think you he... turn to him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, quite often, you know? and we don't always agree. On, uh, you don't things, need to, and we don't need to. You just need the feedback. But man, I love talking to that guy because yeah. because even when we disagree on things, we completely and totally respect each other's you know stances on whatever. But like, I, I go to him quite a bit about things. I'm jealous that you have someone like that in your life. You I want, don't. Here, I'll give you his number. No, I don't want to call him. No, he's a great guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't want to talk to him. One of the best people I know. <laughs> Wouldn't talk to him if he paid. Have no desire. But what's so Leave funny about that? Yeah. Is world would be better off without him. 
Man, did he used to beat me up when I was a kid, you know? Yeah. yeah but at a certain point in, uh, I would say, his late high school years, he uh, turned more into a mentor than anything else. Do you know what? I, I end up being, I think, as some people that will, you know, will seek my opinion, mm-hmm. which I'm always like, I'm always kind of piecing mine together all the time, you know, trying to get information. But, um, yeah, to have, uh, my dad continues to be, you know, the things, you know, my dad and I aren't the same about, but my dad does provide very clear insight more often than not on things, and I find that uh, I've a lot of times I've pre, I've pre chosen the path that he would choose that makes sense, and, and so yeah. Um, yeah, hearing hearing people out, it's something we don't do anymore a, a lot in this world. We just want to lock on our opinion and not listen to other things. That's great if you've never been wrong. That's great if you've never made a mistake. Okay. If you if you're absolutely infallible, then that's the way to go. But if you have ever made a mistake, you need to talk to other people. You need to get other opinions. Yeah, I like going to my dad a lot for stuff like that too, Steve. Uh, but there, we're lucky uh, to have two gentlemen who work here that I, I seek their advice quite frequently. And one's you're welcome, Chuck D'Amico. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one is uh, one's Casey. Yeah, and then I uh, do the opposite of what he says. Uh, and then uh, no, Chuck D'Amico and Kevin Gunn. Um, they, they're wise. They've been here for a while. They're really sage. They think about their answer before they give you an answer. Right. Uh, and I, I love having those two guys here. Nice. Nice. Must be nice. <laughs> yeah, you should. You, you don't give yourself enough credit. Uh, you, you don't. You listen to Chuck. You listen to Kevin. You listen to people that, that... You listen to Pierre. There are people who influence you, and I don't think you give yourself credit for allowing them to, to get in your head The problem is he always also listens to the guy who says he's looking for a puppy get in the van. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. I think I was scarred by that. That's what happened. <laughs> that guy was creepy. Um, but anyhow, your hesitating might influence other people. That's, that's kind of standard psychology, anyhow. Yeah, uh, but... The the what you learn from the Justine Institute is <laughs> learn to use that to your advantage. Yes, make that make you. It all goes back to you doing your own vetting. Don't allow other people to determine you know or to tell you what you should and shouldn't think. That's what Norma Ray told us. Is that what she did? <laughs> I'm just trying to try a movie tie-in. Anyway, we should probably wrap up, right? Yeah, unfortunately, man. I had a great time learning, but... Good. Class is dismissed. Learning's over, gang. Everybody gets a complimentary package of thumbtacks. Yeah, thumbtacks for everyone all the way around. Uh, And if you're very special, you will get you the ones with the colored tips on them. Yeah. All right, so we're going to take a break and come back. And uh, don't forget, more chance. We just had a $500 winner a little while ago. We did. Let's get another one. That is coming up at 10, which we're not too far away from. And we'll tell you what you need to do with the MMR Money Clip. Back in a moment. Hey, Philly, come socialize with us. Follow 933WMMR on Twitter and Instagram. Or be our friend on Facebook. See photos, videos, and random behind-the-scenes stuff. Some stuff you don't want to see. Plus, it's completely safe for work. If you work here, that is. The story that I saw is a cautionary tale. If you use your hands for a living... Mm-hmm. And you want to punch something? Oh, Do not use your dominant hand. Uh, this is just oh my god. Okay, so this guy Devin Williams, he's a uh, a closer for the Milwaukee Brewers, and they're headed to postseason, I believe. Right? Yeah, they're going to win the NL Central, and uh, I mean he's really damaging his playoff his team's playoff chances. 
He got mad and he punched something. He punched a wall and broke his Ugh. hand, and it has ended his season. Oh mm-hmm. my god! Going into the postseason, and he has a, like from what I read, I've got the whole story here, but I think he's going to have to like a, have a plate uh, inserted. Uh, and you're a pitcher. Mm-hmm. You're you're a pitcher in the National Baseball League, and you punch something. And by the way, if you ever go to punch a wall. Yeah, because you know, cheat rock, drywall, whatever right. you want to yeah, call it. Yeah. <laughs> Tap it first but and mostly, find. It. Yeah, yeah. Get a stud finder. Get a stud finder. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> case. Do that first. Yes. Because you can punch through sheet rock, no problem. I have an electric stud finder. You hold it up, you slide it across, and it actually says punch here. Yeah. Right. Actually, and that's what you should do. If you do that, then maybe it'll calm you down a little right. bit. You'll mm-hmm. think about what yeah. you're about to do. Or swing in the air. Aren't yeah. the closers most of the time the hotheads? I mean, maybe it's the position that they're in. But... I don't know, Nick. Yeah, they're kind of like the goalies of uh, Major League Baseball. I mean, they, they are. it's a certain mentality in order to be able to do that. It's the most pressure uh, probably of any pitcher. So, And they can play several games in a row, but... Yeah, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, this guy's a moron who did a stupid thing. Yeah. To his teammates. Yeah. Oh, to um, the city in, yeah. in some people's eyes, yeah. Yeah, I I broke my hand punching a wall once, um, and I was an idiot because I didn't punch it with my knuckles. I punched it with my, uh, you oh, know, like, like a... Like a meaty part like of a, your... Yeah. Like a sledgehammer. Right, right. And I broke that, I guess that's the fifth metatarsal or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. I'm so mad at myself. Well, you know, the classic rock story is Tom Petty. Tom Petty punched a wall. Um, he's a guitarist. He's a musician. Yeah. And he punched a wall. And he broke his hand. Do you remember that? That was... No, I've forgotten about yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, Nick, if you can see what, what when that took place, but it was a significant break. My best friend, Steve, Steve Lisick, calling him out right now, mm-hmm. Yeah, has done this on multiple occasions. Oh, no kidding. Has broken his hand more than once, punching a wall. You think he'd learn. Yeah. And he was a pitcher. He's a oh, starting geez. pitcher for, you know, like a men's club. He's for... the same one that launched his phone, right? Yep. Yes, that's the guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And something else. Hey, he's your My best buddy. friend. Your best friend. But uh, but listen, can could you even talk him out of it? Uh, oh, I was there. For, I was not there for either right, occasion, right, yeah. and I just know that he, uh, he he landed squarely on a stud on a two by four or two by six stud. Boom. Here's the uh, uh, Nick. I'm sure you called it up, and uh, Connor did as well. Uh, it was for the recording sessions of Southern Accents, Tom Petty sixth album. Uh, punched a wall and severely broke his left hand. Wow. There was a Philly who did it years ago. I was trying to find it, and I can't. But um, I think maybe it was a catcher, but he got pissed off, and he did it in the dugout. So he comes in, back into the dugout oh after God. an inning and just punches the wall and broke his hand. Maybe I don't think it was Darren Dalton, but it, anyway, it's, you know, it's just so silly. By the way, if I was really mad and I wanted to punch something, I don't know that I could do it with my left hand because <laughs> right? my right is just... That's the anger hand. That's my anger hand. And, that's and, sled, and that's left, my Molinar. And the left, I might actually think, you know what? If I use this hand, I might hurt myself. I'm going to break my wrist. Yeah. Um, oh, so I've thinking. punched all sorts of things. I've punched electronics. I've punched walls. Uh, and then after a while, actually, it was punching a um, um, an old CD player when I was trying to record something, and it just kept it kept locking up. I punched the buttons. And it cut my hand up so much, mm. that was the deterrent. Not really the, the fear of breaking it. It took lo- so long 
for my knuckles to be able to bend without hurting, I was like, okay, enough of this. Yeah, I mean. Hothead. I, I was never, uh, I wouldn't punch right, walls right. or anything like that. But what I did do one time, I remember it was my bedroom in high school. And I don't know what got me so mad. But uh, instead of punching, I, I like jumped and gave a shoulder into the wall. Ooh. So it wasn't like a. a whole, you tried to check the wall? I checked the wall, but like the, it like went all the way down. So it cracked like the length of my body all the way down. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Look at what you did. Because <laughs> I'm a badass. Uh, I think going with a with a kick might be better. And and by a kick, I mean like um, high kick. Uh, no, no, like a front kick, which yeah. is using the bottom of your foot. A lot of people don't know how to do that, though. Yeah, you're right. And uh, but because if you try to use, you know, doing like a roundhouse using the top of your foot, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna maybe break, a, you're gonna break something there too. Pressure the forehead slam is probably good, right? That's like, good too. <laughs> <laughs> I had a, uh, a hot headed friend in college, and he did a mule kick uh, backwards into a window one time. Okay, and, but that window had the steel mesh on the inside to prevent uh, people from breaking in. Right, and he sliced up the. The bottom of the feet so badly that mm. like he was in on crutches for six no, okay. weeks. Oh, was he barefoot? No, he had boots on. But there, that steel through? mesh goes right went through his boots into the bottom mm. of his foot. Yeah. So Man. yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah. So this guy, this he's guy, gonna, he's going to have to have surgery. His name is Devin Williams. He's a closer for the Brewers. He's going to have to have surgery. Uh, the president of baseball operations, David Stern, said uh, Williams likely will need a plate inserted into his hand to help repair the break and that the injury is likely to keep him out for the remainder of the season. Uh, he told reporters uh, before the Brewers' 4-0 to shutout against uh, the Cardinals uh, at Bush Stadium that the injury was self-inflicted. He punched a wall out of anger after, quote, having a few drinks following Sunday's celebration. So he must have been really pissed off at something because they won, man. They clinched the, the, uh, the NLC. Was it a celebration? <laughs> I, well, no, but he said out of anger it oh, was okay. done. So he said, after our celebration, I went out to have a few drinks, and on my way home, I was a little frustrated, upset, and I punched a wall. Maybe his apps were taking too long. And he said, that's how it happened. He said, I'm pretty upset with myself. There's no one to blame but me. I feel like I've let the team down, the coaching staff, the fans, everyone. I know how big a role that I play on this team and that there's a lot of people counting on me. I guess all I can do now is cheer my team on and learn from it and don't make the same mistake in the future. Where are my shrimp poppers? Wow. <laughs> yeah, and, and in one brief second, yep. a bad decision, and look all that's happened. And he probably he probably went bang and was and was like um Oh no. Uh-huh. Or or yeah. it was just like that kind of hurt a little bit? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean Right, that hurts a little more than yeah. just a little bit. It kind of sets in after a little while, and then you're like, uh-oh. Yeah, man. Uh-oh. A metal plate in your hand when you're a pitcher? Yeah. Who's to say he's going to be able to have the same mm. same grip, same ability after right. all this? I'm going to go to Jen. Hello there, Jen. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Carson Daly is a tool. Oh, Old yes. School. Love it. What's <laughs> up, Jen? Yes, well, first of all, I just want to say thank you guys for supporting my collection I had a couple weeks ago for the South Jersey Wildlife Rehab. Oh. We collected... Yeah, we collected three cars worth of stuff, and they are still needing stuff, but they were so appreciative. So, first of all, thank you. I really do appreciate ah, that. Our pleasure. Nice. So, um, one of my best, as soon as I heard you guys talking about this, I had to call in. I remember it was me and my best friend, and I was in her wedding. The night before the wedding, we get our nails done. She gets a call from her husband. He got into an argument with his mother over a salted ham, and he punched a wall. <laughs> Broke his hand the night before the wedding. He got oh into an argument God. over a salted ham? 
Yes. The best part, though, is so her wedding dress was purple, so at least he got the cast purple, so it would match her wedding dress for the wedding day the next day. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) I I don't know what I love better, that that this happened right before the wedding or the fact that it was over a salted ham. (laughs) I would love to hear how that argument played out. Oh my god! It was so funny because he's like, "Mom, we have no room in the refrigerator for all for for a salted ham that you brought up from Georgia because we have all this food for the wedding." And it turned to a big argument. They lived in a house that was built in the 1930s, yeah. so like, he, he, yeah, and it was just boom. And yeah. Then, yeah, we're sitting. She's like, "Oh my god, Tyler's oh. in the hospital." I'm like, oh. "What?" Well, Jen, you bring up a good point. A wall. Like our house is an older house, 1880. They don't build them like they used to. They don't, and, and so there's no drywall. Right. And you're gonna snap your elbow. Wow. All right. Yeah. Was Thank you, Jen. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. All right. Have a good see one. ya. You too. I've hit my fair share of things. I've never broken anything hitting something out of anger before, but... No, thank God. I've come close, yeah. but thank God. And, and and every time you do that, you swear you're not going to do it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, it was slicing up my hand that finally convinced me never to do it again. I will go to Lindsay next. Good morning, Lindsay. Good morning, guys. Um, so first, um, it involved dancing. So, yes, I'm a singer, not a dancer. I'm a dancer. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Jinx. Oh, no, she my was a dancer. Jinx. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's up? So when I was little, I was got into a fight with my sister. Um, you know, girls do that all the time. And somehow she ended up on the floor, and I kicked her in the back. And I ended up hurting myself, breaking my toe. But at the time, as you know, I was a competitive dancer. Oh, so, man. Did you, have, did you, you have an event? Anything? Did you have an event coming up or anything? Thankfully, it was early enough in the season that I didn't have any competitions coming up. Mm-hmm. But I was in, like, a full boot for, like, two to three weeks. Dude, a like, broken toe is no... La- was it Was it your big toe? It was my big toe. And Ooh. I swear to this day, I'm 30 years old. And this happened when I was 12. And to this day, I swear where my big toe still hurts, like, when I move wrong or when the when the weather is wrong. No. Like that. I bet your sister because, loves that. <laughs> yeah, it's a constant way. And she's the middle sister, so you know. It's all, you know. Yeah. You know if you have a middle sister, you know. Things yeah. like that, things like a toe or a Thanks, finger Lindsay. or something that you sprained or broken, um, they, it'll sort of live with you mm-hmm. from, from there on in. Mm-hmm. I, I wailed my foot. On the nightstand, I I'm not sure on whether, purpose. No, I, oh. I was, yeah, I'm not sure whether I. This is a couple of years ago. Yeah. Did I break it? I don't know. I, I, it seems fine, but every now and then, it's like I can feel it. I'm also wondering what the stupidest things uh, people have punched have been. I punched a phone one time. Oh yeah. Oh um, yeah. And what that kind was, of phone? Uh, it was it was an old school you know Wall push, phone push button phone. Okay. Yeah. No, it was it was uh, like a you know a desk. Yeah. version, but but a full <laughs> classic standard-looking phone. It was my buddy Steve's yeah. uh, phone because yeah. <laughs> uh, my psycho girlfriend blew me off on New Year's oh. Eve. Steve had yeah. one of these phones, right? <laughs> Steve had uh, a, a date, and she was going to come and join us. We were going to have dinner. We were going to celebrate New Year's Eve together. <laughs> Midnight comes and goes. She doesn't even show up. Oh. I get a phone call from her. She's telling me we're... Uh, anyway... And, and I'm like, I'm yelling at her. This, yeah. is, this is burnt rubber, by the way. Oh, burnt oh. rubber, yeah. yeah. And so, bitch. oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> we and all like, hate blah, 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 blah. Like, F you! <laughs> Hang up the phone, and then just boom, boom, boom. I start hitting the phone. He's like, dude, I was at his parents' house. Yeah, like, dude, yeah. don't hit the phone. Don't hit the phone. Don't <laughs> hit the phone. Did you break the phone? I didn't break it, uh, no. But I was just, oh, God, I just wanted to. 
It was her face that I was looking at. <laughs> <laughs> it was the phone. You were punching the phone. I punched a cell phone. Uh, I, you know, when you get so goddamn frustrated, but again, after a while, you hear of stories like this through your life of somebody who just blew, you know, lost use of the hand or whatever. It's like, do I really need to do this? Yeah. You know. So, what would you what would you say immediately in a rate in a sense of rage? What would be the safest bet if you want a physical expression Ooh. to to with without the the likelihood of a of a permanent injury? Dance, dance. Oh yeah, like uh, Kevin Bacon Just in, in uh, Footloose. Dancing. That's what you need. Angry to do. dancing. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. When you need some kind of a of, of a physical, really honestly, what would be best to do? But it, you you can't do it. Uh, would be to scream. Yeah. yeah. Would be to ju- like like an anger, ah, like, you a know, like, a, scream. like a guttural scream, like uh, Tom Hanks in uh, in uh, Castaway. Yeah. When he cuts, you know, when he cuts his hand, he starts <laughs> screaming. I mean, like that's the ultimate scream. What's the song? He he dances to something different, right? Yeah. 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 What's the angry dance song? Um, I don't remember. It's a little more more serious. It wasn't a hit. Yeah, uh, if I recall. But. Um, uh, here's a couple of texts coming in. It says, uh, my boyfriend doesn't punch things. He throws things oh. when he's angry. Yeah. Oh. One time he threw his brand new Samsung Note 10 at the brand new 50-inch TV oh. and destroyed both of them in yes. one shot. Mm-hmm. Two pieces of tech gone. Throwing stuff is good, too. You throw a pillow and uh, you get that... You know, that, that anger, that frustration. Out. Yeah, but if you throw a plasma TV, mm, it's yeah. I saw my friend Steve throw a telephone <laughs> into the ocean one time. <laughs> and that lives with you. That's one That's of the funny... Yeah. <laughs> he just, like, like he was skipping a rock, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. It was just barreling. <laughs> And I- missed hitting a sliding glass door by inches. <laughs> and we're, you were just, like, standing there, right? Yeah. Like, you're like, oh. Yeah, I was on the phone with Rochelle at yeah. the time. I'm like, Steve just threw his phone in the ocean. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> and I, he was here one time, and we talked about it. I remember him being like, mm-hmm, "Yep, uh-huh. I did yeah, that. I remember that. Me. I did that." Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and I tell him about it all the time. So, all right, here's another uh, text. Says, "Got mad, punched a window." Oh uh, boy, bad idea. I'm left-handed. Uh, it says, uh, "Oh, felt my wrist open." No, filleted. Oh, filleted my wrist open. Oh, gross. I cut fourteen tendons. Holy wow! Both arteries and the ulnar nerve put me out of work for ten months. Oof. Man, your ulnar nerve—that's uh—that's mm, not familiar. Uh, so it's—I I think it's the, uh, the like the funny bone. Uh, okay, like, like when you hit the, that, that's your ulnar nerve. Uh, What's that connected to? It's your uh, butthole nerve. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's wired. So your hand is wired right to your butthole nerve. Uh, let, me, let me go uh, to Tom. Hey, Tom, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Good. What's up, buddy? So back in high school, I got accused of stealing uh, some kid's MP3 player when it was our backpack. And uh, I was in tech class, and I... Uh, you know those staple boards, not the cork boards, but those blue staple boards that are on the on the cinder block walls. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I turned and uh, I had one right to my left, and since I couldn't hit the kids because the teacher was in between us, I turned and I punched this this wall. Uh, this cinder full, block wall. Full, full, it was the cork board on the cinder block wall, but full force, and I. Uh, Broke my fifth metacarpal. Oh. Because you failed to recognize the fact that behind that was the cinder block wall. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and, uh, and not only that, I was also in the marching band and I played the uh, the baritone saxophone. Oh. I was trying to hit those low notes on that saxophone, man. It hurt like hell. Yeah. Uh, no, wow. no doubt. 
Yeah. Wow. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, so if you, uh, especially if you use your hands, man, if you're... A surgeon. Yeah, if you're a surgeon, if you're a mechanic or something that relies on your hands. A major league pitcher. A hooker. Yeah. (laughs) Well, don't bite anything. Yeah, right. Because that'd be bad, too. You have multiple options. But, yeah, I know what you're saying, man. That's, uh, you know, don't just just do what you can. Use something else uh, to do that. I'm going to go. This sounds interesting. I'm going to go to Derek. Hey, Derek, good morning. Good morning. Sorry to bother you guys at work. Nah, we want to hear what you have to say. What's up? Uh, so, yeah, I film professional disc golf for a living and uh, in 2019 at the U.S. Championship. Disc uh, golf? Okay. Disc golf, yeah, like yep. frisbee golf. Yep. Yeah. Um, so at the 2019 uh, U.S. Championship, a player uh, had missed a putt on 16 and I believe, the third round. Mm-hmm. Got so aggravated that punched his disc down that was on the ground and gave himself a boxer's fracture. Uh, what is a boxer's mm-hmm. fracture? I'm not familiar. So, uh, you know, like when you're you're fighting, it's just like a fighter's break. So it, it fractured in, like, right in the knuckles there. Oh, man. It was on his throwing hand. So he taped it up and ended up playing in the final round still. Yep. Um, but the funniest part is, is that right around that time, he came out with a signature disc called the Cloud Breaker. <laughs> and a lot of things on, online were going about calling it the Hand Breaker. Right, right. <laughs> so this is the national championship. And he, it was the U.S. the U.S. champion. U.S. champion. Uh, yeah, that's wow. crazy, Not man. Not a good time mm-hmm. to. I can understand. You got two holes left. Yeah, you're frustrated. Thanks, I Derek. got that. But man, it's it, but it's hard. It's easy for me to say. I don't. I don't see how you could do that. But I've been there. I know. It it just gets away from you. Uh, let's go to Jim. Hi, Jim. Good morning. Hey. Good morning. What's up, Jim? I was a truck mechanic, and I was uh, working on a fire truck the one day. So I, and I had a cab door open. And I dropped the tool. I went bent over to pick it up. When you're a mechanic, you're always banging your head on something. Right. And when I came up, I wailed the back of my head on the bottom of the door. While fire trucks have stainless steel on the inside of the door, and I punched it. I, I got that same kind of boxer's fracture on my left hand. He wow. had a boxer's fracture well as well. Wow. Are you, left, are you left-handed? No, I'm right-handed. All right, at least you had that. Listen, I know as a mechanic you need both of your hands, but at least you had the. Did you did you punch with your your non dominant hand on purpose? I I think it was just reaction. I just like all I just got. I was pinned and I just yeah it. yeah. And were you out of work because of it? Uh, no, actually, I missed a half a day to get a cast on, and I went right back to work. All right, that's pretty there cool. You, you know, he, he nice brings up job. a good point though. Nice. The 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 punching. Uh, or the kicking that occurs after you've been injured, like like uh, mm. when you yeah, God, ah, yeah, yeah, starts, yeah, yeah. And, and you make yes. it worse. Yeah, is that your body trying to subliminally d- divert the pain or something? I know that foot really hurts, but what if I break your hand? Right, yeah, right. When I see um, injuries like on the football field and players with severe injuries yeah. that like don't make a fuss at all, like I'm amazed by that. When um. Alex Smith shattered his legs in, in his leg in a thousand places. Right. He just laid there, like he just laid on his back. And he spit his uh, his mouthpiece out, and he just laid there, like uh, I, maybe he was just trying to <laughs> meditate Man. the pain away. I don't, maybe. you know. Same thing with um, Dak. Was uh, <laughs> Dak Shepard? Uh, Dak Prescott last year. I mean, he completely dismantled his ankle last yeah. year. Yeah, and he just kind of like. You saw his foot dangling, and he just kind of, like, held his leg a little bit. And I was like, oh, my God. Think about happy thoughts. <laughs> happy Seriously, thoughts. Yeah, I wonder yeah. if that's what they have to do or if they're in just such shock. You know what probably helped Dak Prescott was the uh, he sleeps in a sleep number bread. 
Yeah, oh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Be it. Wellness be partner of the NFL. Right? Yeah. yeah, you bet uh, your ass. Let me. <laughs> you bet your ass. That's a new tag for sleep number five. Yeah. You bet your you ass. Bet your <laughs> ass. Uh, can I get one more call? Una más. All right, let's do this one. I'm going to go to Dan. Hi, Dan. You're our last caller. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Dan. What's up? Hey. Uh, so I was in high school. Um, you know, in our wrestling room, which has padded walls and everything. Yep. And, and just messing around, you know, I punch the wall, uh, break my right hand, you know, tell my dad that I tripped and fell walking home from school. <laughs> right. He's like, oh, okay, you know, take me to the doctor. The doctor looks at the x-ray and goes, oh, you know, that, that's a weird way to break your hand like this. That's a boxer's fracture. <laughs> and I'm like sitting Oops. there like, oh, God, you know. Right. So I eventually tell my dad, you know, that's how I broke my hand. Uh, so that's the, the first time. And about a year later, uh, you know, I told my parents I was at my uh, uh, my friend's house. Uh, my dad just so happened to be in the area, drove by to see if I was actually there. Turns out I was at some girl's house. Gives me a call. He's like, you know, I need you to get home right now. So, you know, all upset. Go home, get in a big screaming match with my dad. Marching up the stairs, punch the stairs, and break my hand again in like three different places. Oh, it's just not... so, so like just in shock and pain that my uh, knuckle was like halfway down my hand. Ooh, grabbed man. it and just yanked it out. Oof. Turns out I like reset it, you know, pretty decently. So all I needed was a cast. I didn't need any surgery or anything. Wow. You yeah. reset your own broken knuckle. <laughs> Yeah. Jesus. That's messed yeah. up. Ow. Learned, right. my, learned my lesson the second time. Hope so. Not the first time. Hope so. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it, man. Jeez. All right. No well, problem. dude from the Brewers, he's a reliever. Punch the wall. He's out for the postseason. And if they lose, uh, uh, he's going to carry the weight of that. And it's a pitching problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially mm-hmm. a closing problem. It's all he's, about the pitching. He's going to hear about that. All right. Thanks for the calls. We're taking a break. When we get back, we got Bizarre File Stories. We've got more money opportunities with MMR's Money Clips. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Get what you want when you want it. MMR On Demand. Preston and Steve's Daily Rush, Sarah's Rock Breakdown, MMR Podcasts, the latest videos and interviews with your fave artists, and lots more. Click the On Demand tab at WMMR.com. We're going to get to, in a moment, with Money Clips. First, let's do this. Now, <laughs> WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Brought to you this morning by WPHL TV. Young Sheldon joins the Big Bang Theory on PHL 17. Weeknights at 7 and 9.30. Family night every night is on PHL 17. Uh, let's begin with this. Police say that they shot and wounded a man suspected of using a bow and arrow to carjack a woman in Atlanta before crashing the stolen car and pointing the weapon at police. So, uh, Robin Hood. Would you, you know, like roll up the window or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that? You know, and, uh, no. a bow and arrow? I, I, I don't know. I'm, no, Matt, I'm not giving you my car. Actually, it probably could go through the window. Could I it? Imagine. I don't know. I don't know. Well, yeah, it's, I mean, it, it, it seems uh, one of the least uh, effective weapons for a carjacking. And by the way, the woman was driving a 2014 Toyota Camry. Wow. <laughs> gotta have it. He's yeah. gotta have it. Uh, moments earlier, police learned. I'm tired of you rich people. A man matches the same description. <laughs> 
uh, tried to carjack a security guard working at a nearby location. A third victim also claimed the man attempted to carjack them. Meanwhile, about an hour later, a police officer responded to a crash involving the vehicle. The 29-year-old suspect allegedly pointed his bow and arrow at the officer. Man! A police said when the suspect pointed the weapon at them, officers gave multiple verbal commands to drop the weapon. That's at the point at which Friar Tuck says, I'm out of here. And then an officer fired at least one gunshot at the suspect when he did not comply. The suspect was injured from the shot, was taken to the hospital, alert, conscious, and breathing. They're conducting conducting an independent investigation of the officer-involved shooting and a separate investigation regarding the aggravated assault incident. Jeez. A band of brazen bank robbers. Stole over $600,000 from a string of Memphis banks after following branch employees home with tracking devices, then kidnapping them and forcing them back to work to the o- to open the safes. This is a pretty elaborate process uh, here. Yeah. But they got these people. Travis Jackson, Antonio Johnson, and uh, Shalundra Johnson were convicted by a federal jury of three such robberies. Jackson was sentenced to 45 years. Antonio Johnson, 36 years. And Shalandra uh, Johnson, 11 and a half years. Prosecutors say that the robbery spree began in the early morning hours of September 14, 2018, when an employee of Trustmark Bank returned home from her second job and was confronted by a man armed with a pistol. He then forced her inside where she was zip-tied and driven to the bank uh, where the robbers made off with about $75,000. Investigators say that Jackson's DNA was later recovered from the zip-tie used to bind the woman. Three months later... Prosecutor said the band used a tracking device to follow an employee of the First Tennessee Bank to her home where she was ambushed by a masked man armed with a gun. He then forced her into a car where she was zip-tied and driven to the branch. In that robbery, prosecutors say about $110,000 was taken. So they're taking a lot of money. Yes, and they kept using the same MO. And then Jackson's DNA was again found on the zip-tie used to bind the woman and others left at the scene and a cell phone and cell phone records placed both him and Antonio Johnson at the bank in wow. the woman's home. Wow. Then in April 2019, prosecutors say the group struck again using a tracking device placed by Shalandra Johnson to follow an employee of First South Financial Credit Union to her home. Armed men then forced their way in, zip-tied the woman's hands, and demanded keys to the bank. The gang then took the woman and her three-year-old child to the bank where they stole $425,000 in that one. Making some heavy loot here. Uh, Cell phone records, information taken from the tracking device, and evidence recovered from the defendant's residences connected into the crime. So they are all going to jail. It's easier than ever to put a tracking device on a car. You can get tracking devices through Amazon, no problem at all. Yep. All right, this is just idiots. Okay. A South uh, San Jose father is sending a warning to neighbors about a man who harassed him about his child's dinosaur flag. According to the homeowner and police, the suspect later came back to vandalize the family's vehicles. Uh, Thean Lee, uh, his surveillance camera, captures the moment last Wednesday evening when he was about to take his three-year-old and 20-month-old to the park after work when suddenly a man drives up and asks, what flag is that? And he points to the flag near Lee's garage, mistakenly thinking the man was asking about the bicycle. Right. Uh, you know, because he just didn't he didn't know what the guy was saying. Uh, not the dinosaur flag bought by his three-year-old son, by the way. He answers by saying the brand of bike. The man appears to be unsatisfied with Lee's answer. Huh? And that's when things start getting awkward. The man can be heard on surveillance saying, is that a Filipino thing? Lee believes that the man, Lee believes that the man may have mistaken the brand of the bicycle Taga with Tagalog, a language spoken in the Philippines. Lee, by the way, is Vietnamese. Mm -hmm. The man's questions get more bizarre and offensive. He said, what's your favorite charity, homie? What's your favorite charity? And the man can be heard saying, 
Uh, I'm sure your marriage is going well. You're a weirdo, a creep, a pedophile creep. Uh, a crumb creep. A crumb pedophile creep. creep. Mm-hmm. Uh, the man even curses in front of Lee's children asking, uh, can't you answer my simple effing question? Um, so the guy, Lee, stayed calm through it despite the man uh, threatening to come back later to the home and talk to his wife. Get uh, away from me, you crumb. Uh, police say the man returned several hours later to commit vandalism. He said he came back and he smashed up both <laughs> of my cars with weights. Wh- why? I think he probably thought it was a foreign flag that he was, how dare you not have an American flag in front of your house and you got a dinosaur. What country puts a, a dinosaur, dinosaur. On flag, mm-hmm. by the way? You're a crumb creep. Uh, you probably don't even respect dinosaurs. But they don't know who this guy What's is. What's your favorite dinosaur? And they- crumb bum. What's your favorite? <laughs> so pterodactyls for pussies. Stegosaurus or nothing. And so they're trying to find out who this person Take was. Back and kill you ball. See if they can figure that You're out. You're a creep. You're a creep. Creep. I want to fight you. <laughs> Anything that has uh, the, the Jurassic period or nothing. Yeah. I want to fight you. I want to fight you. Uh, Get away from me. All right, this is uh, terrible and not the way you think of a skydiver dying. A 73-year-old man died in a skydiving accident in South Carolina. Coroner identified the skydiver as Carl Henry Smith. Officers said Smith was skydiving at Skydive Carolina and landed, okay? But according to the sheriff's office, staff on the ground saw Smith jump, his main chute deploy... Immediately following that, they said the man appeared to be hanging limp in the harness with his arms to his sides, making no effort to guide, steer, or break his chute. Mm. Um, and this guy has had more than 17,000 skydives. What, did he have a heart attack? So it wasn't like he was, you know, like it scared him or anything right. like that. So they don't know yet. Uh, the victim um, was pronounced dead following what would be considered an uneventful skydive. Are those packs rigged to open uh, past a certain height i think it depends you can, you can right. buy those right um, i would buy those so <laughs> yeah um in case you pass out yeah. it, it, it'll deploy uh but i don't know maybe this guy had that i'm not i'm not sure but uh, pretty bizarre yeah all right and then one last story all right uh a man in north dakota has been saddled with a massive cleanup job caused by a tiny furry perpetrator uh, according to bill fisher uh he can't win the war a beautiful black walnut tree in the yard produces nuts that a red squirrel finds irresistible, and the squirrel has picked Fisher's Chevy Avalanche as the winter storage hideout for oh. hundreds of these nuts. I saw this picture. Each about the size of a small lemon. It's insane. And he says <laughs> they're in a lot of places. It in the radiator fan all the way through here. The corner, the that that corner has been covered full of walnuts. He said, "I was it was uh, I was planning on camp. It was planning on camping there for the winter." Uh, Fisher's cleaned out. 42 gallons of black walnuts from oh his God. truck from every crack and crevice of his avalanche. Was Even, he able to, to put it in a container for the squirrel because it oh, worked so yeah. hard? I don't right? know. Yeah. So uh, he was sneaking these yellow things into his engine? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, he says everywhere. Your yellow sneak. He said it. Just, <laughs> <laughs> well done. I was wondering. <laughs> yeah. Your yellow sneak. Uh, that includes the engine compartment, the fenders. He said nothing is off limits. I had to pull all the fenders off oh my God. and clean the walnuts out. He had found a way to get inside there. Little fella being industrious. And thought I had them all and took it down the road, turned a corner, and found one rolling inside the windshield where the wipers go. Gosh, I'm an awful sorry. He <laughs> said uh, Fisher's dog Asher is beside himself. That pesky little red squirrel seems to taunt him. And uh, to think that this has uh, happened over a few days that the truck was parked is pretty crazy. He said it's one red squirrel. 
that's going into the pickup and doing this. There's <laughs> nothing he can do about it right now. It's insane. All right. It's amazing. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, you got six minutes. We didn't Just. even do this yet. You didn't even warn anybody yet. Oh, you have to hit the. Uh, I forgot about yeah. this. Ninety-three-three oh, wow. WMMR. It's time for an MMR money clip. Look out, man! <laughs> now here's your money clip keyword. And not six minutes. You have eleven minutes uh, to get this in. And I apologize. I forgot. Uh, it is the money clip, and the word is crazy. C-R-A-Z-Y. Crazy. You have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. Three ways for you to do that. You can text the word crazy to our special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or if you want to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize as well, then enter it via the MMR app or WMMR.com. One random entry wins $500 in our company-wide contest, and that person will get a call from Beasley, so make sure that you answer your phone. The contest rules are available at WMMR.com, and it is sponsored by Horizon Services. So again, the word for now is crazy, C-R-A-Z-Y. Hope you win. If not, more chances today coming up. We'll take a break and be right back. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate stevensinger.com. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Um, are our windows tinting again? They are, yes. aren't they? Yeah, it looks weird Chris today. And I were just talking about this. It's supposed to be a beautiful day. It looks like, uh, well, it looks blue. <laughs> uh, we're going up to like 68 degrees today, a little bit on the cooler side, partly cloudy skies. I bet it's lovely out there. I'll bet. I wouldn't know. I can't tell. Oh, why is your mic not? No, no problem. It seems to be just sort of framing the windows, the tinting, and not the middle part, <sighs> which is almost this. worse. All right, well, anyhow, uh, we it just threw me off. I, I did yeah. just notice it as I was coming out of that song. Well, you're the noticer. All right, well, right now I'm the prize giver or weigher. Uh, so we're going to do the lesson question. It's a new character, man. And we are going to give away a pair of tickets to see Pat Oswald, who's going to be at the Met on Saturday the 9th. Uh, tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com, by the way. And I have to go with this. And sometimes we go with early ones, sometimes we go with late ones. Here's a late one. What's Sleep Number's new ad slogan? 215-263-WMMR. <laughs> and uh, it's not for real. No. So don't go looking that up. You had to have been listening just a little while ago, about a half hour ago or so. Uh, what is Sleep Number's new ad slogan? 215-263-WMMR. Call now if you know. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, and it is brought to you by Major League Wrestling. They invade the 2300 Arena this Saturday night with a huge title versus the title main event. Uh, you can see a live TV taping tickets... MLW2300.com and Arena Box Office. What's going on, Steve? Okay, well, Netflix announcing that Millie Bobby Brown will star in a post-Stranger Things spinoff. Right now, the working title of the series is Better Call 11. (laughs) (laughs) 
Bill Cosby claiming R. Kelly got a raw deal with the guilty verdict is an, and is, in fact, a victim of, quote, systemic racism. Amazingly, since this story broke, approval numbers for systemic racism have gone up 15%. Oh, my God. And finally, Tommy Kirk, best known for paying, playing the young boy Travis Coates in the Disney classic Old Yeller, great movie, has died at the age of 79. According to family members who were bedside when Kirk passed, his last words were, I actually prefer cats. Yeah. <laughs> That's your highlight. All righty, to the phones we go. Let's see if somebody knows the answer to this. What is Sleep Number's new ad slogan? And I'll see if Ben happens to know that. Hey, Ben, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good, Ben. All right, what is Sleep Number's new ad slogan? You bet your ass. You got it. Yay! Yay! Hang on, Ben. We're going to set you up, my man. You got tickets. See, Patton Oswald is going to be at the Met on Saturday, October 9th, and tickets are on sale now. At Ticketmaster.com. Let's get some music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. And it is brought to you by Major League Wrestling. Uh, Major League Wrestling invades the 2300 Arena, as I said, this Saturday night with a huge title versus title main event. Title versus title? Yes. What are the odds that both fighters would be named title? You can uh, see a live TV taping, by the way. Tickets at MLW2300.com and Arena Box Office as well. Uh, we're going to start with, you know, well, let's start with this. This isn't really music news. Is this breaking news, Nick? You just no, saw this? but you brought up the Met, and um, I, we had forgotten to mention it. And so uh, it's pretty cool that this guy's coming to Philadelphia. All right, just announced that Will Smith is yeah. going to be performing at the Met. Now, what I don't know is what type of performance he's going to do. because It is, it is an a, evening with. It's, it's his, his Instagram post. Yeah, it's from his book, uh, which he's going to promote. And uh, he's going to do this, um, kick off this tour right here in Philly. He's yeah. going to have friends, apparently, with him as well, Preston. Like, okay. I assume DJ Jesse DJ Jeff. DJ Jeff would have right. to be there, yeah. yeah. Uh, so whether they will perform or not, I don't really know. But uh, as far as, you know, songs and all that, that'd be pretty damn cool. It would be great. From what I understand, it's more like a, like a um, you know, he's talking about excerpts from the book yeah, and, and book stories and things like yeah. that. So, but it'd be we, great we if you do know this. Uh, yeah, because I remember okay. hearing about it a couple of days ago. Marissa was telling me about it. All right. Um, uh, uh, Tickets go on sale, by the way. uh, It says 10 a.m. Eastern time on Wednesday. When was this posted? Why am I behind on two days ago? Where are those pictures I was supposed to see? Yeah, (laughs) two. So they're on sale now, unless it's sold out, in which case they're no longer on sale. Like, go past this part. We'll mm-hmm. go. We'll go on. Wherever tickets else. are sold or not available. <laughs> All right. Okay. The, the real big. Why news... Why don't we take a five minute break? <laughs> the real big music news is the fact uh, that Mark Hoppus is now cancer free. Yes. 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 Diagnosed with stage four diffused large B cell lymphoma earlier this year. He is now cancer free. The forty nine year old frontman uh, shared the news on his social media following an appointment. With his oncologist, he posted, uh, thank you, God, and universe, and friends, and family, and everyone who sent support and kindness uh, and kindness and love. Uh, he says that he will still need to get scanned every six months and expects that it will take him until the end of the year uh, to get back to normal. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Steve, you're a cancer survivor. Right. Now, if I had a stage four form of cancer... Six months would not be enough for me. Like, I'd want to go every three months. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I could see Can that. You ask for that? You could. I don't know if your insurance would pay for it, but if right. you're rich like Mark Hoppus is, maybe you could do that. But I think even six, you know, that's, I, I don't know where that falls in the, in the realm of, of, you know, just being, 
the most viable way to keep up on it. But if you wanted to, you could, I'm sure. For example, you could get colonoscopies every year if you wanted to. or right. you know. But, um, yeah, for, so for the, the normal thing that, you know, for, for like prostate cancer, which is what I had, you do you do that you know every uh, you do every th- three months and then and then it's six months and then it's the um, uh, every year after five years and after you clear the five year mark is when they say you know you're you're in the clear thankfully um or at least you know predominantly in the clear and then you just get your annual blood check but for any for all any of these things to hear that news to come out of what he had and to hear he's oh God, clear yeah. it's just unbelievable and it also is a message to people. Who are, are suffering with uh, cancer, any form of cancer, and um, you know the the uh, the prognosis looks a lot more serious than you would like it to be. We're living in some extraordinary times, so there is no reason to not maintain hope. Uh, he said that he felt blessed and wrote, "Can I get a W in the chat?" Uh, referencing a the phrase that Twitch streamers use to declare a win. So good for him. Mark Tremonti regrets his decision to part ways with his prized Gibson Les Paul Gold Top reissue. Uh, he lost the instrument when it became, quote, a collateral collateral transaction after getting upset over a legal dispute between Gibson and PRS over his PRS signature guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, he told Guitarist Magazine, I should have kept it because the folks who had made that Les Paul had nothing to do with the folks who caused the lawsuit and the business has changed hands. There's new guys in charge who are doing great things, but that's the one thing I wish I still had. His latest studio, studio album, Marching in Time, was released uh, back on the 24th, so he is uh, getting behind in support of that. And then one last thing. Funko and Walmart have teamed to create a new edition Metallica Pop Albums figure for their Black Album. Uh, you can pre-order it now at walmart.com. It is expected to ship in December. Uh, Funko's Pop Albums line uh, features music albums using the pop figure. You have... Are those Rush Funko Pops that yes. you have? I do. We were supposed to have our own Funko Pops. I'll bring this up every time Funko is mentioned. Yeah, I remember because that. I, uh, I, uh, I'm sad. I would have loved to have yeah, had figures of cool. us. Uh, the box is oversized. Contains a standard pop to recreate the album cover art. In addition, the background of the box adds a replica of the album cover to complete the look. Uh, previous albums that have gotten the pop albums treatment uh, include ACDC's Highway to Hell and Motorhead's Ace of Spades. And that's it. That's all I got in uh, music. That's more than enough. Cool. All right, with that, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second, get ready to wrap up the show and get your letter for the word of the week. And uh, we don't want you to miss out on that. Stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. What's new? Glad you asked. Iron Maiden. Hailstorm. Flower. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Um, I do want to thank, we did have a, a couple of guests on the show earlier this morning, and they are from Acme. We have both Raina and Dana who were on. A couple of uh, executives. Raina and Dana. Raina and Dana show. <laughs> and they managed to uh, pass along the information that we have been wanting to hear. And it starts tomorrow at uh, your local Acme. And it's our Head Start program with the Camp Out for Hunger. Essentially, you go to Acme, you do your shopping, and at checkout, you can donate to the Camp Out for Hunger right there at the pin pad. And you can do it a couple of ways. You can They'll have some incremental amounts that you can donate. You can put in your own amount. Or you can just round up if you want to. Say that uh, you know you have a, 
you know, thirty-seven fifty. You can yeah. round it up to thirty-eight dollars, and that money's going to go to the camp out for hunger, and it's fantastic. It's incredibly easy. And in fact, during the, the all the time that it was running last year, I go to Acme all the time, and I was donating to the camp out for hunger every time. Yeah. Uh, so we will. Uh, you'll start hearing some recorded stuff in the Acme yes. markets. Uh, you will see our cardboard cutouts. Are we reshooting those? I haven't heard anything I, yet. I about think that. last year's are applicable, right? Sure. We look stellar back then. I think then. I looked good back then. Yeah. All right. So uh, we thank them, and it goes through. Uh, it actually will take our totals at the Camp Out for Hunger, which is going to be November 1st through the 5th. And by the 5th, we'll, we'll take those totals and see what they are, and we'll present what the, the take was this year. But Acme, after that, is going to continue uh, this, this uh, program. Uh, until the day before Thanksgiving. So they're giving us the sweet spot of the pre-Thanksgiving shopping when the supermarkets will be really hopping. And uh, Acme's, of course, are awesome. So it's amazing. You yep. can't thank them enough. We love Acme. Thank you very much for that. So it was great having them on this morning. Um, I have one last guest. Ladies and gentlemen, it's April who is on the line. April. Hi, Hi there, April. How you doing? Hi. I'm doing well. Wonderful. Why are you doing so well? I just won five hundred dollars. I did doing well too. Yeah, And how yeah, pray yeah. tell did you win five hundred dollars, April? I entered your uh, money clips contest. Oh, it's so easy, isn't it? It is. Excellent. Where are you from, April? I am from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Lancaster, PA. Love it. Excellent. What are you doing with yourself today, April? I'm actually working. I listen to your um, streaming online. Oh, we love that. Excellent. So thank you're not Amish. Yeah, thank yeah. you for right. No. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. Well, we're going to give you 500 bucks for your listening at, at work loyalty. And uh, just thank you again for listening. And just enjoy that money and do with it what you want to. It's yours now. Okay, April? Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Congratulations. Yeah. To yeah. Yeah. Latest. And a long line of winners here at WMMR for the money clip. So we are happy to bring that to you again in uh, just a little while in the form of the Pierre Robert program. We'll have a couple of chances coming up, correct, sir? That is correct at noon and 2 p.m. Love it. Then uh, 4 p.m. with Jackson, 6 p.m. with Jackson, and 8 p.m. with Jackie Bam Bam. It's a ton of loot. Yep. Love of giving loot. away money. Lots of loot. I figured, uh, we added it up last, last contest cycle uh, and... I think it was over 30000 that this station alone Jeez. gave away. Yeah. It's incredible. Uh, yep. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a company-wide contest. Yeah. So, um, but uh, a lot of those winners come right here in the form of WMMR. We are honored, and the other stations hate us. <laughs> I know. I know. And the Beasley chain. And the winning. Sorry. And the winning just uh, keeps going. So we got a prize to give away tomorrow with the word of the week. You ready for this? I am. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... V, as in victorious. Excellent. We have one letter left to go. We give away that Word of the Week prize tomorrow. Simple, $300. Going to give away some cash. It's it's catching, the cash thing. Yes. Just giving it away. It's what we like to do. Um, are you in a good frame of mind today, sir? Never better frame of mind have been I. Excellent. <laughs> You're Yoda Robert. Yeah. Thank you. Um, the weather outside is wonderful, right? For it, it really it, is. I know you and I are big fans, as is Preston, of this time of year. Crisp, clean, yeah. lovely day outside. Excellent. Uh, so you have no meetings. You're allowed all to leave right away. Ah, nice. Everything's Thank closed. You. I love uh, it. I've, I've shut down all of your activities <laughs> and... Um, uh, giving you a doctor's note. All right, see ya. Uh, from a psychotic, I mean a psychiatrist, um, to uh, allow you to leave. Yeah. Go, okay. go fishing. 
All right, go fishing. Well, don't go fishing and hurt the fish. No, don't don't catch anything. Don't put a hook yeah, on the lure. No, yeah, don't just, put a hook on it. Yeah, just <laughs> get, go get just a rowboat and go out with a fishing pole. But right. Don't do anything. Right. In fact, throw food to the fishies. Yes, that's nice. You could do that. That would be another you form just of put, fishing. You could yeah, just put fish on the end of the line with no hook on it. Yeah, and then you could feed them that way. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Oh, I see what. Yeah. There's yeah. no hook. You know yeah. what you could do? Just like tie it to it. Uh, my buddy and I, we used to do this all the time. We used to go buy bread and feed the ducks. You could do oh, that. You could Dude, do that. As a kid, yeah. that was one of my favorite things to do. We, we would go to a cemetery, believe right. it or not. Yeah. And feed dead people to the ducks. And feed dead people. <laughs> we would dig up parts of bodies and throw them to the ducks. You got a couple of places near you, Press, where you could go oh, do that. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, there's something to it. I'm yeah. telling you. It's oh. very, it's very, it's, it's communing with nature. Yeah. yeah. That was one of my favorite. You just brought back a precious <laughs> childhood memory yeah. to me, Casey. I am yeah. thrilled. Except Thanks, we man. wouldn't buy the bread. We would just use the stale bread we didn't eat. Sure. You could well, that's right. The, the ducks aren't going to go, well, this is not fresh enough. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this multigrain? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Although, well, if you ever saw the movie about a boy, you can uh-huh. kill a duck with bread. <laughs> yes, you can. All right. Uh, anyway, on the program. Yes, but, oh, I didn't even ask. Look at him. Yay. Look at that. Look I at who that. knows how to keep things together. Uh, when it comes to bringing it back online. Damn right. Uh, There's nobody better. You're yeah. talking about pressure cooker here. <laughs> Dr. Okay. Robert. Dr. Robert. What's up? Uh, we'll have low-cut Connie tickets October 14th at the Fillmore to give away. We've got workforce blocks of Def Leppard and Green Day and Breaking Benjamin. Mm-hmm. And um, also... Uh, the money clips and a couple more clips of the uh, MMRBQ, including our interview backstage with Rick Nielsen uh, right before Cheap Trick went on stage. Uh, we chatted with him for a few minutes, so we've got that. The only piece of audio I can't find from the MMRBQ is you guys on stage introducing uh, the offspring. Hmm. Um, I, I've gotten all the other DJs. You do? Yeah, I took a video with my phone as we were all walking out together. And okay. so uh, I will... Uh, the audio is kind of... It's not great audio, but yeah, so it's not like the the official feed. It's from my phone. So if you want it, you can have that. But if not, uh, then the, uh, screw then off. Then the hell with you. <laughs> <laughs> Go straight to Well, yeah. Yeah, I know you, be. you lush. <laughs> I'm going to go feed... Ducks, you crumb bum. <laughs> yeah. People are texting in the... Get sh- away from me. <laughs> you shouldn't feed bread to ducks because it's bad for the ducks. No, they're right. They're right. Well, there um, would be dead ducks all over dude, the place. I've, Everyone yeah. feeds Listen, ducks bread. I'm, we, just, we, I'm just passing when, along the message. When we were kids, we didn't know. So if a few ducks had to die, so we could <laughs> learn... Well, what what does the said text to recommend right. that you so feed here's, ducks? Here's, I, here's one of the things that... Um, that I've heard about them is you is you don't want to feed them anyway because it it does it trains them away from their natural instincts right. going forage sushi. for their own food and sushi. Uh, okay, so it says duck food to avoid bread, chips, crackers, donuts, cereal. What the hell do you feed them? Yeah. Peanut M and M's, popcorn, and similar bread type products or junk food scraps yeah. are not the right food for birds. Feeding ducks bread is bad because the food has little nutritional value. And can harm a duckling's growth. I mean, it's the same thing for a human. Right. Well, we it, 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 it says either. feed them. It says right there below. Go to that link if you could comment. It says what to feed ducks. Best right. duck food, wild birds. I need your to know. Connection is not private. Okay. All right. Apparently, right. it's por- pornographic. We response. can't click on that. I would yep. imagine maybe uh, there's a, spe- a specific kind of feed. Duck, yeah. Mexican food. feed. That you can Dude, serve them burritos. Right? <laughs> Cracked corn, oats, rice, bird seed, frozen peas, chopped lettuce, or sliced grapes. All so, right. so go home, get a bunch of grapes, slice them. Chopped then, lettuce. Like, iceberg has no nutritional value at all. That's either. the way the well, ducks like you. it. Yeah. They need all that energy for molesting each other. Right. Oh, yeah, they can, man. Yeah, they, I they know. Get, they get brutally uh, in their mating 
Well, wow. I'm going to go ask my friend Jimmy for some crack corn. He's a duck. <laughs> Jimmy crack corn. Wow. Wow, wasn't that funny? Yeah, we can end with that one. Hilarious. Cue rub up music. It was good. But thank you, Steve. I, uh, I trust your opinion on that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, we done? We all done here? We're done. We're done. Right? Right? Yeah, we're done. Uh, Pierre Robert is coming up next. Get away from me. I want to thank our sponsors. The Preston and Steve Show has been brought to you today by Acme Fresh Foods, local flavors. Also brought to you today by Six Flags Fright Fest, presented by Snickers. And you can get tickets at as low as $34.99 at SixFlags.com. Also brought to you by Frolix Farm Fall Festival. Frolix Farm Fall Festival. Uh, kicking off Saturday with a special appearance from Nick McElwain. Info at FrolixFarm.com. Nice. Tomorrow on the program, comedian uh, Shane Torres will be joining us. Ah. And it is a no sad bro Friday. So that in all its glory. That's it. We're done. A rage on. Have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. Installing brand new carpets shouldn't mean putting your life on hold. Enjoy a simplified installation experience at the Home Depot by licensed local professionals with an unbeatable selection of affordable styles, colors, and fabrics that are durable and low maintenance, including options that are odor and stain resistant. And right now, you can get your carpet installed for free. Get started today at the Home Depot. Free carpet installation on purchases of $4.99 or more. No square foot minimum. Excludes in stock styles. U.S. only. See store for details.